I've been beat up bad, I've been kicked around, I've been thrown out of every damn bar in this old town, in this old town. 
some boys out there and I'm on the run and I'm running and I'm gunning and I'm looking for a damn good time.
Pump day. Pump day. Pump day. You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZ-EZ. Here we go. Good morning, ass family. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Well, I thought we covered it yesterday, but obviously we didn't. We have to stop everything instead of talking about this amazing story with Gavin Newsom. Talking about what the American Medical American Medical Association has come out with today, we can't start the show with that. No, 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 no. No, instead we have to go back to Facebook Live. If you're anywhere near a computer and you have Facebook, please log on and watch this video, like Jack is doing, like Nicole is doing. Crystal is doing. Good morning, hot mama. Let me say good morning to everyone on the Mixler board. Douglas was here first. Says, good morning, my people, on this joyous day of hump. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, Let's see. Straight Fire says, good morning, Douglas, Arnie, and my associates. I get it. Ass associates like the Arnie State Show. Um, On YouTube today, Arnie shares the story of his father's, of one father's dream. So you get your ass on YouTube and show the video some love. Amen. Go to that. Uh, When you subscribe, you'll get notified when new clips are posted, which is every day. Good morning, Braddy Kid. I hope that you have a wonderful day today. Hot Mama says, good morning, ass. Happy hump day. Right back at you. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, Damn, I can't keep up with Arnie. TikTok, Mixler, Facebook. Uh, Yeah, I know, right? I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere, which is so funny to me. It's so funny that that we have to address this again. Uh, The guy who created the Facebook page got upset, took it down. Oh, well, there's an update. And uh, is it a great update? Yes. Uh, Let's see. Kale says that's pretty much what I thought. Derek says, good morning, ass family. Happy. Pump day. Pump day. Pump day. Uh, Arise says, good morning. Good morning, Arise. Thank you, by the way, for part of the Gavin Newsom stuff last night. It was fantastic. Kale's watching. Good. Uh, Let's see. Triple T says, good morning, family of ass. Alicia says, morning and happy hump day, y'all. Well, happy hump day. Hump day. Uh, Hump day. Uh, Let's see. Like extra steps. Buenos dias. Uh, Adam J. down in Mexico. Derek says, driving, can't watch it. Sassy Pammy says, good morning. All right. Well, look here. We are on there. Cameron Die. good morning to you, my friend. Uh, so once again, we have to update the Superfans page debacle. Facebook is very pitchy. <laughs> look, there's something wrong. I, I, I have to turn this down, which is not good. See, I have to have that up, but maybe if I turn these down a little bit, get my lows out of the way, maybe it'll it'll even out a little bit. I don't know. Who cares? <sighs> I'm on a lot of social media platforms, and it is uh, only one reason why I'm doing it. Mike D says, good morning, folks. It's foggy in Northern California. Be careful and licky boom boom down. Yes, let me first start with that, with what CRISPR says. Uh, I'd like to say happy birthday to all my Marine Corps friends. 
that are out there. I don't want to say brothers because I, that would associate with me possibly being in there, and I am not nearly man enough. So uh, my hats are off to you, to the fine men, men and women who have served in the United States Marine Corps. Semper Fi, happy birthday. Tomorrow's Veterans Day. We'll talk about that as well. In front says happy hump day up there. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So as you may have noticed, the Superfans page is down. It's been, quote-unquote, paused. I've, I've seen a screenshot of it. And I saw that it was paused, and the name has been changed. Now, let me once again, if you weren't here yesterday for the explanation, let me give you the explanation. This weekend, I got a new outfit. And, and if you know me, you know I like to dress kind of crazy. I, I have a T-shirt collection. I'm wearing my Yellowstone T-shirt today. I have over 100 hats with the letter A on it. I, I, I have sunglasses that sometimes I go out in that are yellow like this, and I don't even shoot. I could wear these during the video if I wanted to because I like to, be, I like to have fun when I dress and go out and do things. So this weekend I acquired a cheetah print track suit. Now, I don't run track at all. Oh, i got to take these off because I, I look actually pretty good in these glasses. That's actually a decent look for me, uh, but I'll take them off anyway. So, oh, wow, that fucks you up. Um, so I purchased a, a, a cheetah print jumpsuit. Why? Because I think it's hilarious. That's why. I thought it was funny. And I posted a picture of me sitting in my recliner. And I think I said, it should be motherfucking illegal to look this fucking sexy. Now, if you know anything about me, I talk a good game. Do you, you really think that I think I'm sexy? Because I'm not. Look, I mean, I mean, honestly, look. Is that sexy? Is that sexy at all? No, it's not. But you see, it's something that, that I was built with in this performance world. And it's called confidence. It's called confidence. I have a lot of confidence in my showbiz life. And I have for almost 30 years. We're celebrating 30 years of broadcasting. I started in the TV industry, and I worked my way into radio. And now I've found a permanent home here, podcasting. <laughs> Stephanie says, wait, I run and don't even have one of these. Jealous. Alicia says, you look glorious in it like a big kitty cat. Exactly. And I'm going to wear that out. Truth be told, I'll probably wear it to one of the days of WrestleMania. That's right, because I'm going to both days of WrestleMania, motherfuckers. Sure, I had to sell some things that my dad got me because I had to spend money on a computer. But hey, it doesn't matter. I'm going to WrestleMania. And I bought that because... My goal in life is to leave people better than I find them. And let me explain what that means in my terms. I, I remember when I, when I came up with this philosophy a few years ago, I was at a, uh, I went to a Western wear store. I had to, I had to buy some, uh, a boot hook or horn, take off my cowboy boots. And I was in there, and I noticed that there was a, a, a gentleman in uniform and his wife. 
and I thought to myself, you know what, this is a, this is a prime opportunity to make people laugh. And I said, yeah, I need one of these boot horns because I'm too fat to take my boots off. And they started to laugh. And I said, I mean, I could lose weight, but after 40-plus years of working on this masterpiece, why would I want to change it? And they were laughing. Paid my bill and left. I gave those people a laugh for the day. That's what I did. That's, that's my goal in life is to leave people better than I find them. And when I saw that leopard skin or the cheetah skin, whatever the fuck it is, big cat skin tracksuit, I thought, you know what? So many people are going to get a kick out of seeing a fat guy wearing this that, that my job will be done without even saying a word. So I purchased it. Took the picture. And most of the reactions I got were great. And I got a reaction that I didn't care for by someone who I had considered a friend who said, did your wife turn you into a trans? Now, if you know anything about me, and you followed any part of my career, let me first say thank you. Let me second say, um, that the trans community and I have never gotten along. It's kind of like what Dave Chappelle is going through now. I, I went through it way before Dave Chappelle. I've gone, I went through it before Caitlyn Jenner went through it. All over a funny comment that I made on the radio a long time ago where I was threatened with physical violence. I was threatened with all kinds of stuff. They were going to take my children away. Now, I apologize for said act when I was on a different show. Then I came to find out a couple years later I was thrown under the bus for that, saying it was all my fault, which it was not. The joke was that the, the joke was I would throw my shoe at my son if he wanted to wear a dress to school. I said it, and I apologized for it. Now, I was asked, do you want to apologize? I, I didn't think I had anything to apologize for because it was just a throwaway joke. But, of course, I had to apologize, which I said, if I have to apologize, I'll be happy to apologize. And I did. So the trans community, I don't, I don't like messing with the trans community. I think they're all a pain in the ass. You want to do that to yourself, you go right ahead and do your deal. But the problem is people are going to make fun of you in society, and I'm one of those fucking people. Now, when that comment was made, Buenos dias, Ogre, how are you, my friend? I just put up there, wow. That's all I said, wow. And when I was, I went to reply, I hit message instead, so that's on me. That's my fault that I messaged the person. And I said, I'm sorry that my purchase may have disappointed you. And he came back. Now, now I was out that night. I was at a... a I, I said dinner. I was at a party. I was watching Canelo Alvarez whoop ass. And I don't know about you, but whenever you go to somebody else's house and you're invited to watch a, a fight in a party, you don't want to be on your phone. You don't want to be going back and forth with people on your phone. You, you know, take. So I said, look, I'm eating dinner because I did not want to. Uh, Jason wants to be in the video. Okay, let's see. Bring them on camera. Send invite. Let's see if Jason comes on here. 
let's see what Jason has to add to the, the talking, if he has anything to add. He's not coming on camera. Okay. I can click that. All right. Um, so I didn't want to go back and forth all night. I, and I, I thought it was a moot point. Well, it was. they got so upset that I was not happy that they decided to pause the Superfans page. And I said, okay. And then they blocked me. I was one of the administrators. Isn't it weird that, that there's a page out there that has my name on it, but I've been blocked from it? Taken off the administration site? Yeah, I know. It's weird. So today I get uh, an email from a, an ass family member. We'll call him Derek. And thank you, Derek, for this. He goes, he wanted to make sure everything was okay because he, know, he noticed that one of my show pages, and it's not one of my pages. I have nothing to do with this page now. I, oh, screen went off. Got to keep my light on. Um, the name had been changed. The name had been changed to nobody. On a previous show I was on, before they realized that they needed to keep the A, they changed it to blank, nobody, and blank. This is two days after I got out of rehab. And these were people that were supposed to be my family that did this. Changed it all. And then they changed it to something that started with an A. But first it was nobody. Uh, Ogre says it best. Isn't it wild that people can have disagreements and have adult solutions? You know, like me in this show. Mind is blown. It, it, it truly is, Ogre. And see, that's what this show is about. It's about open-spirited debates. You don't have to follow my political lead. You don't have to. Look, I try to have fun with it, but there's sometimes there's serious stuff in there that I'm going to give my real opinion on. There's no rule in the show saying that you have to agree with me. No, no rule at all. Yeah, they, they, yeah and it, was a, it was a picture booth. It was a, it was, it was a photo booth. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, they changed it to nobody. Now, that was a complete shot right at me. Now, yesterday I was nice. I didn't mention anybody's names. And you know what? I'm not going to mention anybody's names today. Because their names aren't worth the breath that I have to use. And I don't have too many left because I'm fat and 50 and fabulous. I, I don't understand it. I, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand why he's so butthurt. But, hey, you want to be butthurt? You want to play around? You want to fuck around? Well, you're about to find out, pal. You are about to find out. Because, really, 
Do you think that the Arnie State Show Superfans page is the only fucking social media I've ever been kicked off of? The answer is no. No, it's not. I've been kicked off of Facebook. I've been kicked off of fucking Instagram. I have been kicked off of TikTok. And lo and behold, I'm still here, motherfucker. Where are you? Crying to me that you want to get out of California. Then do it, you fucking pussy. By the way, I went to these people's house once for dinner. Let me, let me, I'll throw a shot. You want shots? Okay, I'll throw shots. I went to your house for dinner once. You cooked me steak, and it was overcooked. I sat there and lied to you. In front says, please tell me the name so I can beat their fucking asses. Oh, I don't want anything to happen to Joshua. I mean, I mean, whoever, whatever the person's name is. Ogre says, it might be a temporary hurtful mood, and now they're regretting it. The passive-aggressive move of making it nobody will be something to hide behind. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, look, look, look. Let, let me just say right now. If I find a way that I can get back on your pages, oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be so bad. I, I mean, I mean, honestly, honestly, is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back? Is it? Because I don't think so. I don't think this is where you want to be. I don't care. I'll get kicked off of every social platform I'm on. I'll get kicked off of Mixler if I have to. Guess what? There are other broadcasting places I can go to, and I will pop back up. I'm the bad penny. I will keep showing up, and I will keep giving my opinion until I am dead in the ground. And let me just tell you, that person who's fucking with me doesn't nearly have enough balls to put me in the ground. So I will say this now to all my ass family members who are still here on a daily basis. If you are still part of the now nobody page, please go ahead and just leave it. I, I, I mean, it, let me just say, just, just leave it. Now, you can stay. I, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to ask you to leave because... This person who used to have my, my best interest in his, in his behalf doesn't anymore. So let me just say, fuck you. Derek Olson, uh, when you watch this later, here you go. You can screenshot this middle finger for all you face fuckers. There you go. See, I watch your page. I would never cook for Arnie in my home because it's all vegetarian or grass-fed and full of mushrooms. No way he could even pretend to smile with our hippy-dippy food. Uh, Ratburger wants me to tell people to trash the page until it gets booted. Start putting stuff up there that Facebook keeps taking down and down and down. I'm going to let y'all handle it your own way. That, that's all. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to let you ha handle it your own way. Spam works very well in the info age. I'm not telling you what to do because I don't want to be blamed for it. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I, uh... I messaged someone that's close to this person, and I said, I'm sure I'll be blocked soon enough by you people. 
but if you don't like that I don't like one of your comments, I didn't ask you to take it down. I never did ask to take it down. I thought it was a shitty comment. Now, if I'm not allowed to say it's a shitty comment, then let me just say fuck you again, Josh, or whatever your name is. Whatever your name is. I, I, I don't want to give any names. Um, but you can kiss my fat fucking ass. And if I ever find out you come to Texas, I don't care what part of the state it is. I grew up here. Long drives are a part of my DNA. I will drive a long way for an ass whooping. Let me just let me just put it that way. Uh, Hot Mama says she can't even find that page yet. It's been paused. They're they're not going to put it up now until I've made my my thing here. Brett says twenty year Arnie fan always will be. Well, thank you, Brett. Uh, I just uh, I just wanted to come on and address this before they put it back up and they think they get me. Found it. Now what? Now what are you going to do? You're going gonna to say something else to have me make another one? Well, let me just say this right now. I'm done making these. I'm done making these. Uh, I'll take it to my bigger platform because I have way more followers because people are leaving Facebook. I have, I have almost 60,000 people that, that, that follow me on TikTok where I tell my jokes. Guess what? We could always insert people's names into those jokes to where you're made a joke in front of 60,000 people that just follow me. Not to the millions and millions of people that watch and like my jokes. Ah. <sighs> Kale says, Hot Mama, if you search under your groups, it's called Nobody. That's the only way you can find it. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for me, Facebook. Uh, I have to do my show now. So there you go. All right. I've ended the live video feed. We'll take that off. We can go back to the show. I can go back to broadcasting and entertain people. There it is. Bam. It has been posted. Please, please, please. Share that with all your friends, all your family, everybody that you know. And then we can finally fucking move on from a couple of people who got their little feelers hurt because I didn't like one of their comments. Truth be told, there are a lot of comments on Facebook that I don't like. I don't usually reply to them. And all I said was, wow. So the word wow, I guess, is a very hurtful word now. Is that what I'm supposed to believe? Is it like the new AMA thing? Like I said, I got to start the show with some real stuff here. The American Medical Association, for some reason, has pushed critical race theory in a healthy equity guide, health equity guide. Um, th- th- this guide is so bad. It's, been, it's published by the largest medical association in the country. A- and it's a joke. I, I, I mean, to say it's a joke is an understatement. Due to critical race theories and all this kind of stuff, it, it, it's so dumb. 
uh, where, where's the, there's a great uh, sentence written in here. Uh, this document published by the largest medical association in this country is a brazen attempt to politicize the medical field and the subject healthcare workers to far left speech police. Now, I have some of the things that they would like to change. There are examples that go along with this, and this is so fantastic. Rather than using the word fairness, the guide suggests doctors say social justice because fairness pays no attention to how power relations in society establish themselves but primarily emphasize outcomes within a pre-given set of rules. That's not even my favorite one. i got to find my favorite one now. Ah, this is it right here. The guide now tells doctors they should, say, they should never say low-income people have the highest level of coronary artery disease in the United States. What they should say is people underpaid and forced to live in poverty as a result of banking policies, real estate developers, gentrifying neighborhoods, and corporations weakening the power of labor movements, among others, have the highest level of coronary artery disease. If you're low income, that doesn't mean that you're underpaid or forced into poverty. That means you might work at a minimum wage job. And who does that fall on? That falls on you. It doesn't fall on the government to pay you more because you, you have a $3 work ethic, but you want a $30 an hour job. Was that last one about coronary disease paid for by the snack company? Yes, and let's take a look at that. Do you know why low-income people are? Because they don't have the money to go out, and, and maybe not the money, but the desire. There was a, uh, there was a, a study done in Los Angeles. I want to say it was about 15 or 16 years ago, and it was done in South Central, you know, where it's black and, and the government has run them down because they have no opportunity. Uh, uh, well, but they do. But they, let's play along with their narrative. Everybody was buying their food at the 7-Eleven or the McDonald's. Now, I don't know about you, but I've seen people do their grocery shopping at 7-Eleven. And I got to say, and, and by the way, they do their grocery shopping at 7-Eleven, which is right across the street from a fucking supermarket. Okay. 7-Eleven is like, and no offense to 7-Eleven, I understand what they're doing. They're, they're a convenience store. But a gallon of milk is about a dollar and a half more expensive there than it is at the grocery store. Yet people are buying it there when they could go to the grocery store right across the street. So this study that was done, they opened like a little farmer's market between the 7-Eleven and the neighborhood. And the farmer's market was handing out free, F-R-E-E, free vegetables and fruits 
to anyone in the neighborhood. And do you know what happened? The neighborhood walked clean right by the free shit. And they went to 7-Eleven and purchased the other shit. They were giving it away for free. Sometimes people in shitty neighborhoods do indeed live in food deserts, but once a new grocery store moves in, it's just plain fucking laziness. And that was the, that was, and people couldn't believe it. And I could believe it. Here's the deal. There are a lot of people out there that will watch their, because they care about their health. They care about what they eat. They know that a double bacon cheeseburger tastes so much better than a kale salad. But because they choose to look after their health and want to be healthy, they choose the kale salad. There are a lot of people out there that, like me, don't give a fuck. You could... you. You could hand me a kale salad, and I'm going to throw that shit on the ground, and I'll walk a half a mile, because that's about all I can walk, about a half a mile to go get that bacon double cheeseburger, and I'll pay for it. Why? Because it tastes better. So as I'm skirting through this wonderful fucking thing, this list of words, instead of using the word minorities... They say doctors should try this. People from racial and ethnic backgrounds. People from racial and ethnic minority groups. People from sexual gender. So you take away minorities, minority, ethnic groups, radical groups. That's not even my favorite one. My favorite one is this one. This is, this is the best one. Commonly used black. Not capitalized. What you, you you should use now is black with a capital B. After years of debate, the Associated Press recommendation is clear. Lowercase black denotes a color, not a person. Their style guide aligns with the long-standing capitalization of other racial and ethnic identifiers, such as Latino and Asian Americans. The Associated Press recommends not capitalizing white, recognizing that white people generally do not share the same history and culture or the experience of being discriminated against because of the skin color. So you capitalize black, but not white. Wow. Are you fucking kidding me? Why is the American Medical Association trying to ram CRT? This is what CRT is. White people generally do not share the same history and culture or experience of being discriminated against? Really? Really? Have you ever heard of redneck jokes? I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Huh. Never. 
This is the same AP that claims to be impartial. Yeah, a- exactly. The Associated Press, it, I-, I-, I don't even understand why this is done. Commonly used, Caucasian. Now you have to use uh, lowercase white. The term Caucasian originated in the 18th century with the work of German and... Uh, uh, shut up. I'm trying to find a commonly used disadvantaged, under-resourced, underserved. Now what you should use is historically and intentionally excluded. <laughs> These are other words they that the American Medical, Asso- Medical Association is telling doctors to get rid of. Ex-con or felon. Get rid of it. Instead, use the word formerly incarcerated, returning citizen, person with a history of incarceration, or an ex-con. I'm going to put the story up here for y'all to see, just to see how this is. So dumb, so woke, so divisive that I, I, I found this story this morning and I just started, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe, and look, all you got to do is scroll down to the middle and you can read the entire pamphlet. I'm not going to do that because that would take up way too much time. I can make it easy, crook. <laughs> oh, God. You said it best, you have a dollar work ethic but want $30 an hour. Why do you deserve that? We need to review trickle-down economics, and I'm sorry, I'm in school, health, and nutrition was important to me, and I did my own reading and learned as much as I can to better my own health, and I pass that along to my kids. I know I went to school with that, that made different choices. We all had the same start, just different drives. Amen. I think they should just come out. This is what the American, all these people that want to say critical race theory and all this kind of stuff, just tell us right now, white is bad. If, if you're a honky, you have oppressed people your entire life, which is not true. I know some shady fucking people in the MMA community that have been incarcerated, and they do... They don't buy into this shit. No, no, of course they don't, because this is stupidity. This is stupidity at its finest. This is more of that fucking, now, now the guilt is running rampant. It used to be just nothing but guilty like soccer moms and maybe some soccer dads out there. They were so guilty for being white when you have absolutely nothing to be guilty about. You didn't oppress anyone. And once again, let me say it for, I don't know, the billionth time. When you can uh, oppress another group, as all these other groups are doing to the white community, you are no longer the oppressed. You are the oppressors. If you want better food and better quality of life, then work for it. Nobody's going to hand it to you. 
if you want a promotion at your job, then fucking work for it. They're not just going to hand it to you. And, and let me just tell you right now, now they are. But it ain't coming to you. Oh, no. If you work in one of these guilt-ridden offices, you can bust your ass, and I recommend that you do, because you're going to have to bust your ass just to keep your job. There will be people promoted over you that do not work as hard as you, that aren't as accomplished as you, that do shitty work, but they will get passed over you. Why? Because you're white. That's why. You will no longer get the good jobs that you are overqualified for simply for the fact that these people are guilty. And instead of hiring the correct person for the job, they will hire the person that fits the need, the need to fill their guilt bucket up. Once again, if your house is on fire, Who do you want to carry you out? Someone who they gave extra points to on the physical because of the color of their skin or their vagina or penis hanging low? Or do you want the big, able-bodied, strong, who just so happens to be, sorry, white guy who wants the job? Sadly, it's going to be the first choice. That's who's going to be in your house. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm sorry that we lost you, that you burned to death. I'm sorry. But because of the woke culture out there, they had to hire person A who wasn't really qualified to be a firefighter. But they got extra points because they were an ethnic fill, uh, a sexual need fill, that's who they hired. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't women out there. First, let me just say there are female firefighters out there that bust their ass and do their job. Yes, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones who don't do the same requirements as the male candidates. Those females that do the job, there was a female firefighter in in Reno, and I think she's a gym owner now, that that I watched her work out. I had no problem with her being a firefighter whatsoever. And she was a great firefighter, an amazing firefighter. It didn't matter what, what, if she had a penis or a vagina. She was a great firefighter. Do you all remember when I first moved to Sacramento? I first moved to Sacramento. Our first big event was what we called the um, Firefighter Challenge, where I challenged a, a, a female firefighter to do the Firefighter Challenge. You have to run upstairs. You have to pull hose up. You have to, like, use, a, use like, a, a hammer, like an axe to hit this uh, metal plank between your feet, and then you have to drag, a hundred and th- I think it was a 120-pound body, across the line. 
Now, I'm not a fire. Back then, I was working out. I was playing a lot of softball, so I actually cared about halfway being in shape. Didn't care about my gut because I never worked on abs. I was pretty strong. I was benching almost 400 pounds then. I could squat almost, I, I, like free squat, I could, I could, I could rep out at, at 315. I beat her by over four minutes. I had never been trained as a firefighter. Never. And this girl was a firefighter. I don't know why she was there. Oh, I do know, because she fit a quota. Alicia, I, I love you for it. She says, as a woman, I don't want shit given to me because I need to fill out an EEO checklist. Warbird or TL, LMAO, that's who you want as a firefighter. Hell yeah. My kids burned to death because the firefighter couldn't break down a door, but I'm glad they have diversity and no home fire survivor said no home firefighter survivor ever. Douglas says, I'm okay with jobs being exclusive to the best qualified candidates. Uh, Hey. I am too. I'm more than okay with it. That's who should get the jobs. Now, somebody who shouldn't have a job, and I don't know how he he survived the recall. This is an amazing segue that I'm doing, by the way. Is your governor, Gavin Gruesome Newsom. Gavin Newsom, who's been missing for the last week. (laughs) This story is so fantastic. His office released their newest current lie because yesterday we found out that he either had a terrible reaction to his booster shot or he was attending the wedding of J. Paul Getty's granddaughter, an heiress to the oil tycoon's fortune. That's right, I said oil. And the reason why I said oil is because he was supposed to be, he being Gavin Newsom, was supposed to be at the Global Climate Summit in Glasgow, Scotland. Hell, the mayor of L.A. was there. Why not have the governor of California there? His office has come out and given the reason why. Are you ready for this? This is the greatest lie ever told. Governor Gavin Newsom on Tuesday said that he skipped the climate change conference in Scotland after his four kids had kind of an intervention with him and said they couldn't believe I was going to miss Halloween. Gavin Newsom, instead of going to the climate summit, went trick or treating. I mean, right? Right? I mean, come on. I, I, I don't know how many I can do. The office said he stayed home so he could go trick or treating. What did he dress up as? Freedom? Ooh, look at me. I'm scary. I'm freedom. 
Oh, arise, yes, you're absolutely right, but wait, there is more. Oh, and it is so glorious. Now, now wait, before I get to your story, Arise, I was sent this by Braddy Kidd, and this is from page six of the New York Times. Billionaire oil heiress Ivy Getty weds in San Francisco. Now, if you scroll through the pictures and you see the luckiest man on the face of the earth because he married a billionaire in front of Nancy Pelosi, At City Hall in San Francisco, you'd figure she'd be a little bit better looking than she is to be a, an heiress, a billionaire heiress. Guests that were there at the black tie event included California Governor Gavin Gruesome Newsom. He's confirmed to have been there, but wait. Oh, wait, my friends. According to a, 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 a I would say, a, a far-stretching right-wing website, and I have no problem with this. This is fantastic. <laughs> a casting call went out for actors who look like Gavin Newsom. <laughs> because all the pictures taken of him are far away, and he is wearing a mask. Now, not everybody at this event is wearing masks, but the guy that they're pointing at is wearing one, and we are to believe that this is a stand-in Gavin Newsom because they hired an actor because Gavin Newsom is in such bad shape due to his booster shot. Now, a big part of me does not believe that. But it's still fucking awesome as hell. I, I mean... <laughs> I, I think this is so great that there, there was a there's a casting call out there for actors who look like Gavin Newsom. Hey, can you uh, fill in in the afternoon? You're going to go to a high-dollar uh, uh, wedding where we just need a couple photos. No, 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 you can't have any of the food. No, 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 no. You can't talk to anybody. We're going to bring you in. We're going to sit you on the aisle. You're going to watch it go happen, and then as soon as it's over, you're out. Right? Can I have a piece of cake? No! No cake for you! I heard it said yesterday better than anything I've ever heard. Gavin Newsom wants to know every bit about your health, but isn't willing to do the same for you. You know, his boss. He is there holding these mandates set in stone that if you do not have the vaccine, you can no longer work. Meaning he is then privy to your medical history, if you will, of getting a shot or not getting a shot. But he can't tell us where he's been for the last 11 days. 
Yeah, it's like that movie Dave with Kevin Klein. Exactly. Can you um, uh, let's let's play the game that I hate playing on this show? The compare everything to the Trump presidency. I I hate this game, but it's so much fun to play. And I I know that it's a, a world of difference between the president and a governor. Okay. But what would the outcry have been if Donald Trump, Donald Trump went to the hospital when he got COVID. We all knew the second he got COVID and Saturday Night Live made fun of him for it. We knew all that. The senator from Texas who left, went to Mexico, got backlash immediately. Ted Cruz. And that wasn't even for COVID. That was because of the freeze that was happening here in Texas. Yet this giant wedding is allowed to take place at City Hall, a place owned by, that's right, you guessed it, the American taxpayer, or more importantly, the San Francisco taxpayer, that you can't go in without a mask on, but they can have a wedding there without hardly anybody wearing masks. Are you starting to see it now? Are you starting to see that they're better than you? That the ruling class is going to rule you? That the ruling class, there are two classes now, the ruling class and regular people. I don't know about you, but that sounds a whole lot like communism to me. It's kind of like what's going on in North Korea, where the leader is fat and overweight, and he's telling the starving people not to eat so much. Once again, I ask this question to anybody. What is the difference of your workplace telling you to get the shot or you're fired? Then next year at this same time telling you who to vote for or you're fired. What is the difference? I'll I'll happily have a debate with anybody who wants to talk about that. Happily. It's amazing to me. As you know, we have two rules on this show. Consistency and logic. That's all. Consistency and logic. Man, if you use those in your regular life, do you know how far you can go? You can go along. Well, you used to be able to. But see, now hypocrisy, on the other hand, is the way to go. And let me give you a great example. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, that drunk gal who's in office. By the way, look, look. I've, I've been around plenty of drunks in my life. I was a drunk. I've been to plenty of meetings. I know the signs of somebody who has uh, an addiction to alcohol problem. And that person's name is Nancy Pelosi. I'm telling you, her breath is as hard as kerosene. She could light a cigarette with her breath. She just puts a cigarette in her mouth and it starts smoking. But she has called for an investigation into an animated video tweeted by a Republican 
Representative Paul Gosar, Gosar that depicts violence against President Biden and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Then Pelosi came out and said, threats of violence against members of Congress and the President of the United States must not be tolerated. Uh, Alex, I'll take hypocrisy for 500, please. Back in 2016, Kathy Griffin depicted a picture of a severed head of President Donald Trump. Now, they investigated it, and society society pulled their weight, and they said, we're not going to go see this person. I do believe that Eminem had a video, and I know for a fact that Snoop Dogg had a video that depicted violence against the President of the United States of America. And nothing was done about it. There were no senators calling for an investigation against Kathy Griffin. At least no senators listened to it. I agree. Violence depicted toward any elected official should not be tolerated. Absolutely, positively. If it's violence depicted against, I don't know, Anthony Fauci, then yes, give me a hundred of them. And I promise you guys this. I will be the only, one of the only shows in the world, let alone America, that calls this bullshit out. Everybody was fine with it, with Trump. I wasn't because, look, I respect the office of president. It has nothing to do with the idiot who's in charge of the country right now. It has everything to do with the office of the president of the United States of America or the office of a sitting United States representative. But come on. Come on. You're going to call for it now because it's on your side? That's weak. That is so weak. I hope, Nancy, I hope that you retire before 2022 because they are going to pry that gavel out of your fucking cigarette-stained hands. Because she looks like she's a smoker, too. You know she smokes in her office like a fucking chimney. And she's not even a classy broad. She doesn't even smoke Virginia Slims. I mean, she, she, I think she's, she's an old-school camel girl. No filter. If she can get her hands on some lucky strikes, she's fucking smoking those. While in the next office next to her, Chuck Schumer, he's smoking cock. Off to a meeting for an hour. Got to go do my job every once in a while. All right, Arise, we'll be here when you get back. Well, there's an animated series there for you. 
the day-to-day life of Nancy Pelosi, sponsored by Jameson's. She probably did. You know what? She's probably a cutty girl. This week's episode of The Real Life of Nancy Pelosi, sponsored by Cuddy Sark. When you want scotch, but you don't want to pay for good scotch, Cuddy Sark. (laughs) It's an animated show, and she just sits down. Big long ash hanging off her cigarette. Chuck Schumer walks in animated with semen on his fucking chin. Oh, that's a billion dollar idea right there. There's chatter going around that Nancy is looking to retire in Florida. You know, where the conservative policies. She should have to stay in the cesspool she helped create in California. She won't do well. Look, look, look. People in Florida are fucking nuts. There, there are two places in this world that Nancy Pelosi is not wanted. Texas and Florida. Texas ain't going to do nothing to her. Florida is probably going to lace her house with bath salts. And she'll move from the Cuddy Sark to bath salts. Now, I don't know if we want... I don't know if we want Nancy Pelosi on bath salts. Release the alligators. I call on DeSantis to ban Pelosi, or at least give her public address out so people can go buy her house and fucking teepee it. And you know, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi has no joy in her life whatsoever. Nancy Pelosi is that mom, and we all knew of a family like this growing up. We, come on, we all knew somebody that did this. If you went and teepeed their house... You know, you threw the toilet paper in their trees. The mom would get it down, and then they would use it. We all know, and I know that y'all are laughing right now because you know somebody that did that. Maybe it was your mama. And that mom came out and said, that's such a waste of toilet paper. That's why it was so important for it to always rain, because it would stick to the trees better, and the people couldn't reuse it. We can even make her feel at home by shitting on her property. (laughs) Look, this is a good thing that I'm not in charge of places. Because I would find out, if I was was Ron DeSantis, I'd find out where she lived. And I would change the law and and put it in that zone only where people can urinate and, and, and defecate on public streets just right in front of her house. Uh, Nancy's cartoon doppelganger is Mallory Archer from the show Archer. I got to watch that show still. Damn it. Oh, I the, the red wave that comes in 2022 is going to be so funny to see. And I, I do, uh, look, look, here we go. Here we go. I'm writing my prediction down. I'm writing it down because I'm bad at remembering these. I still don't remember one. Um, let's see, Nancy Pelosi will leave office 
before red wave of 2022. Now, I put in there leave office, and I, it's important that I put in there leave office. Because she ain't going to get voted out. She's in San Francisco. She, she may retire. She may use some medical shit like her fucking alcoholism is so out of control. Because she's not going to like what happens next year. I'm just telling you that, first and foremost. All right. So now we, we, we're full-blown into the show now. We'll keep going. Uh, let's see. Where, what did I want to start? There's other stuff that I did want to start with, but I have all these great stories. Um, all right, so I guess I did that. National. Let's see. Uh, National Security Advisor Sullivan is foreign policy advisor. And for oh, yeah. The National Security Advisor is uh, a part of Hillary Clinton's group that's being investigated. By the way, he works for Joe Biden now, but he's a part of the group that's being investigated in the whole FBI being lied to about the whole Russian collusion thing. Nice to see that Joe is going to reward people that tried to help good old Hillary but didn't get the job done. Now, we, we talked about, let's see, uh, make sure I got everything. Uh, oh, California man. Oh, I'll do those stories last. Okay. Um, we talked about the uh, UN's global summit on climate change, which <laughs> that Gavin Newsom missed because he was dressing up like Dr. Evil <laughs> so he could trick-or-treat with his kids in Fair Oaks. Yeah, I'm sure that's real. Um, Ogre, I, I hope that you're listening to this. Former President Barack Obama mixed up Scotland and Ireland while addressing the COP26 conference. At the end of his speech at the United Nations climate change event held in Scot Scottish City, Obama referred to the location by a common nickname for the wrong country. He said, since we're in the Emerald Isles here, let me quote the bard William Shakespeare. What wound, he writes, did ever heal by degrees. By the way, if you don't know what he messed up, the Emerald Isle means Ireland, not Scotland. On top of that, Shakespeare is English. England's national bard, not Scotland. Oh, I'm sorry. Shakespeare is England's national bard, not Scotland's. That honor goes to Robert Burns, author of poem and songs including Old Anxiety. Well, ogre, 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 in his defense. There's one Emerald Isle, and that's Aaron, Aaron, Ireland, my land, yes. But President Obama, once he goes over there, you know one person from the United Kingdom looks like everybody else from the United Kingdom. 
What a dipshit. Now, see, but here's the problem, I think. I, I, I think Joe, Joe Biden's dementia, it's becoming communicable. Robert Burns was Scottish, not Irish. Yes, exactly, that's what they're saying. And Shakespeare made fun of non-English people with gusto. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now, once again, let's play our favorite game. What would have happened if Donald Trump did that? Media would have been all over it, not just on one wacky website. Media all over it. But since, you know, the second coming of Christ, Obama said it, no big deal. Whoops-a-daisy. Oh, my, my, my bad, my bad. Fucking poor Michelle's over there in the corner scratching her balls. I mean, damn. But I think the best part of this summit had nothing to do with even being at the summit. No, 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 no. The best part of the summit was quite a few miles away, quite a few time zones away in China which they boasted about on Monday, the seventh day of the climate conference in Scotland. They boasted that the coal output has reached, quote, the highest level in recent years. And why? Why are the carbon-spewing coal-fired power plants all working on overtime? To ensure the energy supply and security and residential heating during the winter. That's not even the best quote yet. The best quote is, hold on a second, let me, oh, I got to find it now. God damn it. Let me, let me read. Uh, China, the world's worst polluter by far, built three times as many coal plants as all other nations combined. When blackouts started hitting, the government ordered an all-out campaign to, quote, Produce as much coal as possible. They said that they, I think this is my favorite part here. They came out and said, look, we will promote as much, we will produce as much coal as possible. And you can't do anything about it. Boom, goes the dynamite there. Hey, Greta, how you feeling? How dare you? Oh, you're, yeah, honey, you're going to end up as soup. I'm just telling you that right now. China's government came out and called Greta Thunberg uneducated for calling out Beijing. Even though, look, she's 100% right. They are the worst polluters in the world. And then you have to go to India. Remember, they opened more coal plants in 2020 than all nations combined.
So, in equivalence to this, this is what it's like. When we here in America, get, get yourself a couple of buckets, okay? Get yourself a couple buckets. And in one bucket, you paint it red, white, and blue. The other bucket, you paint red and yellow. Now, one, the red, white, and blue bucket, I want you to get, a, I don't know, a cup of water. And I want you to put it in there. You see that? That's what we're doing. That is that that that's what we are doing to combat, or that's what we're we're doing. That's what we're putting out into the atmosphere. That's our waste. Now, with the bucket that's red and yellow, I'm gonna need you to get a fire hose, and I'm gonna need you to turn that on and fill up that bucket, and you're gonna see how much more China is producing when it comes to carbon and all the bad shit for our environment. Yet the red, white, and blue bucket is supposed to change everything that they can. Yet they aren't producing anywhere near the same emissions as the red and yellow bucket. What are we putting in the Hulkamania bucket? Big piles of shit. But that's what it's like. I don't know. Look, look. I, I, if, if you are one of these people that believes in the environment and you want to do your part, I, I salute you. And I, I'm not saying I'm not going to do my part. I'm not willing to give up heating my home. Okay. I'm not willing to do that. I'm sure you're not willing to give up heating your home. You'll look for alternative ways, and I, I salute you to that. I say more power to you. If you want to find out how water can heat your house or how, how wind can heat your house, and you do all those things, good for you. Yes, I support you. But I also support the coal industry because, well, I know that one works. See, I, want to be, I don't want to freeze to death in my house. I, don't, I know I don't have a good chance of that happening, A, because I'm so fat before anybody gets their fat cracks up. And B, I live in Texas. Last year was a crazy winter. It usually doesn't get that bad here. It was a crazy year. But I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about people like Kale, who lives in Michigan, where it does get cold. Or anybody who lives anywhere where it gets really, really cold all year. You're going to cut production of coal or you're going to drive the price up to where it's so expensive nobody can do anything else except heat their house? Because if we close this pipeline down in Michigan, hello, heating prices are going to go up even higher because OPEC's not helping us. Senators came out yesterday, Democratic senators came out and asked the president, hey, uh, you, you, you're going to go ahead and need to release more oil. This happened yesterday. A group of senators uh, demanding President Biden release oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and ban exports of U.S. crude oil. Eleven Democrat senators penned a letter to Biden asking him to take the steps to lower U.S. gas prices. 
I'm I'm more than sure he crumpled that up and then, you know, threw it off his Nerf backboard and missed the basket. Now, Joe Biden called on OPEC to increase production, and they laughed at him. Russia's holding tightly on to their crude, as well as Venezuela holding on to theirs. Uh, I would not say we're coming to Oklahoma City tomorrow. Maybe you're going to Oklahoma City tomorrow to get them new things at Taco Bell, but I ain't going to Oklahoma City tomorrow. Yeah, he was like, no problem, and ripped another earth-shattering fart. If people freeze to death, it's a small price to pay to fight climate change. The elite will be fine, as they are far more important than the peasants. Like Obama already said, he can afford to lose some of his lifestyle. See, and this is why I hate the, the super elite like he is. Because, yeah, the, the truth is, it. but here's the problem. He says he can afford to lose some of his lifestyle, and he's okay with that. There are a lot of rich people out there that don't want to lose their lifestyle. If you're willing to, like, like I've told you in the past, if you're super rich and you're listening to the show, A, you need to pay more to listen to me than fucking two ninety nine a month. And B, you can always write a check to the United States Treasury Department. If you don't think you're paying your fair share of taxes, then write a check to the United States Treasury. They'll accept it and they'll cash it. Nobody's telling you you can't do that. If Barack Obama wants to, uh, by the way, by, and here's the thing. He, he said he can afford to lose some of his lifestyle. So his lifestyle is living in Chicago until it gets too cold and then he goes to Hawaii. How's he losing his lifestyle? By not living in Chicago? Well, he doesn't really spend a lot of time there in the winter anyway. Why would he? It's cold. It's freezing cold. Plus the crime? Yeah, get me to Hawaii right away. Don't buy these people that are say they can uh, afford to lose some of their lifestyle. Then you tell them, you give me $100,000 in right now. If you're so willing to give it up, give it up to me. I need it. But you won't see that happen. Come on. Come on, you're not going to see that happen. Um, Tomorrow is, uh, I I need to do this story now. Yeah, he'll give up up his fourth summer house over there on, on Martha's Vineyard. Tomorrow's Veterans Day, and today I've said happy birthday to the Marine Corps. Today's their birthday. Simplify to all the Marines out there. Thank you so much for your service. Tomorrow, all veterans will be recognized. Thank you for your service. This is the kind of story that makes me sick. A metallurgist. Somebody who works with metal. And Washington State has pled guilty to fraud Monday after she spent decades 
faking the results of strength tests on steel that was being made, used to make United States submarines. How dare you? Yeah, that, that, that's the understatement of the day. From 1985 through 2017, Thomas falsified the results of strength and toughness tests for at least 240 productions of steel. About half the steel and the foundry produced for the Navy. If you want my opinion, if she pleads guilty to this, she should have to suffer for treason. Why would you fake this? Because it, it's going to cost less. It's going to save you some bucks. It's going to make you more money. Because we're putting people inside there who volunteered their lives to let you sleep well at night. The tests were intended to show the steel would not fail in a collision or in certain wartime scenarios. I wonder if this is going to come into play with what recently happened with the United States submarine that that hit a some sort of peak, some some mountainous peak in the waters. I, I I'm sad to read stories like that. Uh, Ogre says there's a Bible story. I think Jesus parable about the people at the temple who gave money for the poor. The rich gave a pouch full of coins, which is a lot, but the old widow gave her last two coins, and she gave more than all the wealthy put together. Likewise, Obama and any other ludicrously wealthy person who can afford to shut off a million here or there are giving up less than a middle class or poor people who can't afford much of anything when their belts tighten. So true. So very true. I want you to think about that. See, that's one of my favorite things to do, is when I think about people like George Clooney. George Clooney who says the wealthy do not pay enough in taxes. Okay. Let, let, let's run this down, because let me share something with you. There is no category of super rich person in the tax bracket. I don't know where they cut off, but let's let's say I, I think the, the top cutoff is, what, $200,000 a year you make? And you're taxed at, what, 38%? So 38% of $200,000 goes right to the U.S. government. Now, if you live in a state, then they're going to tax you as well, and that will go to the state government. And that leaves you X amount of dollars. Leaves you about half. Okay, so half of $200,000 is, all we know is $100,000. Now, that's a lot of money to make. I'm not going to lie. I've made more than that. I've been in this tax bracket. So you got $100,000. Now you got to look at where you live, how expensive it is to live there. If you take home $100,000 a year, you can barely live in San Francisco. Barely. If that's your take home. 
And $100,000 take-home is quite good. But now let's talk about people like the super wealthy. The super wealthy who make anywhere between, some of them make between, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll call an even number of 300, about, uh, I'm talking super wealthy like, like The Rock and George Clooney. I'll say $200 million a year. By the way, that $200 million a year they make, same tax bracket as the people in the $200,000. Now, they get taxed at 38% of that, too. And then the state, same. And that leaves them close to, if they're not using any loopholes. or. And by the way, all these super wealthy people, they have accountants, and they use every loophole they can. But I, I, I'm playing it like they're just regular people. And that leaves them free and clear $100 million in the bank. There's a big difference between $100,000 in the bank and $100 million left in the bank. And you think about that now. You have to pay, I don't know, but your rent. Your, your stuff like that, that's $30,000, $40,000. If you buy a house, probably pay about, what, $30,000 a year on that. So now you're down to $70,000 left. With all expenses and everything like that, maybe you're down to $40,000 left after that that you've got in the bank. And having $40,000 in the bank is fantastic. Now, the wealthy, the $100 million that they get, so we'll leave that. $40,000 is left in the bank, which is great. Don't get me wrong, it's great, especially if there's an emergency that comes around. Like you have to buy a new car. Let's say you have to get a new car. Your car breaks down. You got $40,000 in the bank. Now, you don't want to necessarily buy a new car, like pay it all, because then you won't have shit left in the bank. But let's say you, you, you buy yourself a car that costs $25,000. Free and clear, you don't have payments on it. Now you're left with $15,000 in the bank. Okay. Now, super wealthy. Let's say they buy a $5 million house. In L.A., a $10 million house in New York, and they buy a third house in Hawaii for another $7 million. So that's 15, 22. So now after they bought all those houses, they still have $88 million left in the bank. Oh, emergency happens. They need a new car, even though they have a garage full of cars. So they spend, I don't know, $200,000 on cars. Right? So now they have $87,000. And let's say they buy three cars for $200,000. They have now $87,800,000 in the bank. And they have three cars and three houses. You have one car and one house. The parable that 
Ogre was talking about is so true. So very true. That's all you got to think about is how the wealthy actually live. See, Ratberger says, I can see a family of four living in a 2,200-square-foot house in the suburbs needing $200,000 a year to make things meet. The cost of housing, rent, and mortgage, property tax, medical insurance, car payments, gas, heating, food, on and off. If you have half that, then you are spending more than you make. That's a big part of California population. That's no good. But those people are deemed wealthy. People who make $200,000 a year. They're the same as the people who make $200 million a year. Mm Mm-hmm. Isn't that true, Ogre? The hardships of the super wealthy, I'm glad to be middle class and living on a budget. All you got to do is break it down. When they start talking about hardships, when people like Arnold Schwarzenegger or The Rock talk about hardships and things, you sit there and go, yeah, I don't think so. And by the way, that, that 88 or $87 million that's left in the bank, in the next year, they're going to have at least that much go back in. So now their wealth is, is over $100 million again. Way over $100 million. There you go. Enjoy that. Now, if you're one of the regular people in the world, Uh, AAA, I'm going to save the AAA story. We ain't going to do the AAA story. Never mind. Never mind what I was going to say there. By the way, by the way, uh, good news to report here. Since since our government isn't doing their current job and we're going to allow illegals into our country and we're going to give them $450,000 each if we tore them away from their family, there is another large group. A migrant caravan on the way to the USA. The leader of an effort by Central American migrants to walk across southern Mexico said the group will now head to the U.S. border rather than Mexico City as originally planned. Good. Come on in. We'll take you. What we'll do is we'll let you enter the country illegally. Then we'll put you on planes and we'll fly you all to Republican states. And say, fuck you, Republicans. It's your problem now. Let me just tell you. It's a good thing I'm not in charge. Do you know how many human rights violations I would have as a sitting United States president? Because this is what I would do. And this is just me. Yeah, you can hate me for it, and I, I, I'll, I understand. I understand why you'd hate me. Because I would handle another thing like this, too, which we'll talk about next. But you see, right there at the border where they're coming in, I saw a kick-ass video last night on TikTok of what an Apache helicopter can do. Let me just tell you real quick. You don't want to fuck with an Apache helicopter because they can shoot people. Like, they can target a human being. And they did this in this video, and it was fucking awesome. So I'm going to have a couple of Apaches flying above the, 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 the border area. And then I'm going to have some big, I don't know necessarily tanks, but we're, we're going to have some manned units up there. 
of 50 caliber Gatling guns. Like I said, this is me as president, and, and I would be probably impeached for doing this, but I'm okay with that. There would be a lot of Americans that would fucking love me forever. And as soon as you cross over that border, I'm going to light you up like the 4th of fucking July. rat tat 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 All I got to do is do it once. You think any migrants are going to come cross that fucking border ever again? Nope. So once I cleaned up that one, well, you know what? Since I have the military in my pocket since we left Afghanistan because our leader is stupid, how about if I just post them on all the borders, all the legal crossing areas, you know, where they're trying to come through? See, this is why we have the Apaches, because they can, they can monitor at night when they try to cross in other places. We just take them out, too. You hear the story about how Mother Nature doesn't like illegal aliens last week? The lady who tried to swim to America from Tijuana into San Diego and the ocean ate her? Yeah, she, she, she drowned. I'm just doing my part. If you were president, you'd get General Stone Cold to man the machine guns. When the person is lying in the dirt dying, Stone Cold gets on top of them, jawing right in their face, head wagging left and right. Yep. I have Steve Austin there. Nick Saban will be somewhere else because I know he can get the job done. And then maybe I'll have, uh, you know what I'll do? This is what I'll do. I will hire my man, Grady Judd. So just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. Grady Judd will be on another border because he'll take care of business. Grady ain't going to fuck around. You fuck around, you find out with Grady. So then, now that I've cleaned up the border issue, if you were president and that was your border security approach, please, please, please sign me up to man one of the biggest human shopping guns. See, but, but, but see, I, I wouldn't stop there. No, 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 no. I didn't realize that this was a story that was still going on, and I'm sorry I haven't updated y'all. You know those missionaries down in Haiti that were kidnapped? Yeah, they're still kidnapped. Now, I don't know what kind of horrible atrocities are happening to them, uh, but the one horrible atrocity itself is having to be in Haiti. If you didn't know this, Haiti sucks. God hates Haiti. He hits it with earthquakes and fucking hurricanes within days of another. So, since the FBI has yet to successfully secure negotiations with the 400 Maozo gang to rescue the 17 missionaries, 16 of which are Americans, one Canadian citizen. Now, look, I'm going to go out of my way to save this Canadian because I'm new to a show, but I'm digging it, and it's called Letterkenny. If y'all can tell me places where I can find episodes of Letterkenny, I would really appreciate it because I dig the shit out of that show. So I'm going to save our Canadian brothers. And this is what we're going to do. We're going we're, we're, we're gonna to take some... Uh, I, 
Maybe, maybe I'll have a group of Navy SEALs lead a group of Marines. Okay? And maybe some Army Rangers. Lead them into Haiti. And point out the Ma Ozo gang. We show up. They're going to fuck up and shoot at one of our military guys. And that will be the last wrong thing that they ever do. Because then we will eviscerate them from good old planet Earth. That's right. We will chop them in half with our machine guns. We will rescue the missionaries. And we will close Haiti. And by close Haiti, I mean we don't send them supplies. We don't send them food. We don't do dick. If you're willing to allow our people to get kidnapped here, then you don't want our help. Bye-bye. The Uzo gang sending the new day. Uh, Hulu has it? Okay. Goddamn, that show is funny. That show is really funny. If you can get past all the, and I mean, there is a lot of Canadian in that show, but it is fucking funny. Tell you that right now. So now, if President States has cleaned up the border issue, he's cleaned up our, 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 uh, our non-relationship uh, with Haiti, what's next? Oh, I know what's next. Since we have this horrible and deadly, awful, deadly coronavirus, I will look at reports. And I'll scratch my head live on television. And I'll say, why is it that California, the largest state in the country, who have mask mandates in place all over the place, why are they getting four times as many people sick of COVID than Florida, who has no mask mandate in place, and they're not pe- their people aren't getting sick at this high of a rate. Why is that? Can anybody tell me? Can, 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 can anybody tell me? I think the masks are giving people coronavirus. Seven people per capita in Florida in the last two weeks. Compared to, I would say, 28 per capita in California with mask mandates. Boy, isn't that weird. Isn't that strange. And wasn't it weird that that Gavin Newsom signed a deal with the mask company right when this all started? Hmm. Maybe the masks have coronavirus in them. I don't know, but then you know what I do? I go to California. I go, hey, you got to change this. Otherwise, you saw what I did at the border, right? And you saw what I did in Haiti, right? I'm going to have to do the same in these cities. Sorry, not sorry. Right, look, hey, you, you fucked around and you, fu- you found out. Oh, wow, I just got an email saying you can be one of the first to get your tickets to WrestleMania. I already did. 
Kyle Rittenhouse is on the stand and testifying right now. Look, I, I was late to the Kyle Rittenhouse story. I didn't cover it a lot. This is the young man who, and, and, and I have a lot of questions about this. I do believe that he was protecting himself. That The best meme that's out there right now is the defense, uh, the, the prosecution. The, the lead attorney for the prosecution with his head in his hands when their big star witness yesterday or two days ago admitted that Kyle Rittenhouse did not point his gun at that guy, the only living guy that's out there that Kyle Rittenhouse shot, until he pointed his gun at Kyle first. Which pretty much sums up self-defense. But before everybody jumps on me, says all this kind of stuff, I don't know how I feel about Kyle Rittenhouse leaving Illinois to go to Wisconsin to be a part of this. I, I, that, that's my hang-up. That, that, that's my only hang-up I have on this. And, it look, it's a big hang-up, I know. I, 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 I don't want to defame the young man. I don't want to hang him. Because, in my opinion, yes, why are we making a big deal about this 17-year-old boy who had a gun? We should be talking about how did the guy who aimed the gun at Kyle Rittenhouse, how did he have a gun because he's an ex-felon? Douglas says, I have no sympathy for anyone in Antifa. I understand, and this is, look, look. He lived closer to Kenosha than I lived to, for my job. Okay, I, look, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I've been late to this. I haven't been following it. It's one of those things that that I just I, I have a sit-and-wait policy because I don't know if they're going to use this young man as a sacrificial lamb or if he's actually going to get a, a, a fair trial. Now, look, the other two people that he shot, because he shot three people, right? He killed two of them and shot this one other guy who was fucking around and found out. Now, see, I, I'm glad, Douglas. Thank you for saying that he lived closer to Kenosha than he, you lived to your job. I thought he drove hours to get there because, like I said, I was late to this story, and I'd, I'd rather not talk about it than be late to it and just be kind of like the, getting the second-tier information on it like I just got from you. Well, see, here's the thing, Ghost. This is why. Why should it matter? If you went to California to stand up for something you feel right and you're in Texas or me leaving Nevada to go to California to defend something I believe in. You better check the gun laws there. Can you take guns across the state lines like that? Look, look, this is the whole thing. He traveled there with a gun. I have no problem with him owning a gun, being 17, if he did all the right things. I, I don't. And when somebody points a gun at you or hits you in the back of the head with a skateboard, you're going to fuck around and find out. I'm not impugning him, see? 
See, look, look, why should it matter? It matters to me. I, I know that I can't fly to California fully fucking armed to the teeth when I know that there's going to be a protest that breaks out. Because, look, look, the simple narrative is, is this. He's looking for something. He's looking for a fight, kind of like George Zimmerman. I see a lot. I, I, I don't see a lot of similarities between George Zimmerman and, and this Rittenhouse kid. I think Rittenhouse was in far worse conditions, far, far closer to dying than George Zimmerman ever was. See, his friend had the gun in Wisconsin. He didn't cross the state line with it, so it wasn't his gun. I thought it was his gun. Two towns are 15 minutes away just across state lines. It's like driving one side of South Lake Tahoe to the other, and there's a state line. He worked there, so it wasn't like he was coming to the riot. Yeah, both guys were criminals. One who was a robber and the other who was a fucking uh, chomo, child molester. He did community service and wasting those motherfuckers. And look, I, I don't have, look, this is my hang-up with the whole case. I'm not saying that Kyle Rittenhouse was wrong. Not at all. I don't like when people do things that are good or they, they, they think are good that then can be turned against them. I'll say this right now. I'll say this right now. This young man, if he's fighting for democracy and things like that, good for him. He is very, very lucky that we are such a divided nation right now and that he has the support from so many people. George Zimmerman never had that support, and he still got away with it. But this young man has the support of a lot of Americans out there. Now, there's a lot of Americans out there that want to see him hang for it. I'm not one of those people. This young guy bet on the fact that Americans would support him, and they have, and good for him. But the problem is, is that now you're going to have this case and you're going to have people who think that if Kyle Rittenhouse gets away with it, they can get away with doing whatever they want. I'm not saying that what Kyle Rittenhouse did was wrong at all. I stayed away from the story because the story hooked me out, honestly. 17-year-old kid. I mean, look, look, and, and honestly, if I would have looked into it and known all this stuff that you guys were talking about, I let the media control the story for me. And this is how the media works. Even me, I can get played by the media. The media made it sound like he drove for a day and a half to get there. That he was armed to the teeth. Now that I'm finding out all this other stuff, look, I do believe, especially with the... (laughs) The head-in-the-hands reaction from the prosecutor, who, by the way, is a vile piece of shit. I will agree, agree with that. There's no way this kid's getting prosecuted. And that's the other thing, right? Ogre, I'm glad you, you, audited, you audioed it out better than I did. He might be acquitted, but he will damn sure spur laws in states about crossing lines or using guns and rights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? Maybe, maybe 
That's a good thing. Before everybody chews me out here, maybe it's a good thing because he did exactly, to a way lesser extent, what Antifa and BLM do. They bust people in from miles and miles away. Not just 15 minutes down the road. They bust in people from hundreds, if not a thousand miles away to take part in their rallies, in their quote-unquote peaceful protests. They all ride them in on buses and they park there overnight. So maybe if this does spur laws about crossing state lines, then I'm okay with it. See, this is the problem that that the left has and the people that protest and all this kind of shit have. Is that you don't want to find out what the other side is willing to do. Kyle Rittenhouse, it's a drop in the bucket, people. If you truly want to fuck around and find out, Kyle Rittenhouse, compared to other Americans in this country, with their arsenals, is a kindergartner. As they would say on the Letter Kenny show, he's 10-ply, meaning super soft, compared to some people who are very, very gung-ho. And I use that word today on the Marine Corps' birthday because you have a lot of ex-military people that as soon as that guy grabs his gun, he's not going to allow the assailant to point the gun at him. As soon as he goes for the gun, that guy's taken down. And maybe fucking field-dressed right there. He's gutted and field-dressed right there. These people that organize these protests, I I believe what Ogre was saying right there, about crossing lines, I bet you, I, I will bet dollars to donuts, and you know I love my donuts, that a lot of those pro- protesters in Kenosha were bussed in from hundreds of miles away. I would love to see some of that shit change. Love it. No, I, I, I you, and Scott, you're absolutely right. The mainstream media is portraying Kyle Rittenhouse as a white supremacist, vigilante. They said he was drinking with the Proud Boys afterwards. First guy that he shot and killed was a serial pedophile and was yelling the N-word at Kyle earlier that night. It's on video. I understand. I understand. The sad part is, is that this is the thing that we don't want to see. American versus American. In the street, look, I want you to think about this. Think about how sad it is that in the streets of an American city, people are killing each other, literally killing each other, because they have differing points of view. Uh, politics aside, the kid was 17 when it happened. Two people died, no matter who they are. 
kid has to learn some sort of consequence. And I think he's going through that consequence right now through this trial. Look, here's the consequence that Kyle Rittenhouse is going to have to live with for the rest of his life. Rittenhouse is not a, you know, overused last name. Kyle Rittenhouse, let, let, me, let me tell you what's going to happen to Kyle Rittenhouse. If Kyle Rittenhouse is um, found not guilty or acquitted on this, Kyle Rittenhouse, if he wants to go to college, he is going to be a pariah at colleges. We all know how colleges work. He will fight. Look, he is going to find a bunch of payback. Kyle Rittenhouse is probably on a hit list of some people. And I don't mean a hit list by smearing their character. I mean by smearing their blood. He will learn a lot of consequences from this. In California, there's a handful of people that I honestly wouldn't mind fighting against. Now, now, having a handful is different than half the country wanting to fight the other half of the country. Over things like masks and mandates and crazy shit like that. I'm with you guys. I hope you know that I'm with you guys. I, th- I personally believe that Kyle Rittenhouse will be acquitted. Mainly due to the fact that, look, you ain't going to get this kid. Th- th- this kid, I- I- I'm just telling you right now, he's going to get off on this. And And, and by the way, Get ready. When he is found not guilty on these charges, there will be riots in the streets, and we'll probably have to talk about that. Because that's what's going to happen. Mark my word. I'm not even writing that one down in my in my predictions book because I know I know I'm predicting it. You're going to get a lot of people. Look, look. Let's just let's stay on this topic for a second. Let's talk about George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman used a law in the state of Florida to his behalf, the Stand Your Ground Law. He got away with murder. Black kid was beating him up. He got away with murder. What happened? You want to know consequences? Consequences to people like the Zimmermans, who aren't even related to George Zimmerman. Had Spike Lee tweeted out their home address and their phone number. Spike Lee tweeted out the address that he thought was George Zimmerman's and the phone number for these people. These were two elderly people that lived in Florida that had no relation to George Zimmerman. Those are consequences. Going to prison is definitely a a consequence. Paying fine is a consequence. But there are other consequences. Kyle Rittenhouse, here's one big consequence he might have to face. He might have to change his name. If there are riots, it would be hilarious if... 
he was in them and killed someone. You can actually hear the Flintstones fail melody. It would be true. Look, I, I ain't going to deny. I ain't going to. Look, it could happen because that's where this world is. And that's the sad part to me. The sad part to me is that we hate each other so much, divided politically. I don't even know why. Some people are guilty about being white and being able to get a job in this country. I'm not one of those people. I think it's stupid, personally. But, hey, we have more stupid stories coming up about how much your meat is going to cost you here in just a little bit. Uh, first, though, uh, i got to take a break because i got to go to the bathroom. Uh, 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com.
1-855-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Y'all realize I just talked for two hours straight? That was one hell of a break. Thank you, guys. This is why I love doing the show, man. I love doing the show for active people. No, not that kind of active. I'm not talking about being out and about. I'm talking about being active in the news cycles, active in politics, active in the world that they live in. I do love making dick and fart jokes. I do. Don't get me wrong. I pay the bill with dick and fart jokes. But nothing makes me happier than to do real stories, to be real on this show and inject some comedy in there when I can. That is one of my strong suits. And I I remember I got into it with my old boss, my old boss who wore the ugly shirts. Let Let me take you a little inside radio here. When I went to the dog shit and jerk off show, which, by the way, it, it amazes me. It stupefies me that those two morons are still on the radio in Sacramento. I mean, other morons that are on the radio, it stupefies me that they're on the radio, too. But at least they used to have some sort of work ethic. Dog shit and jerk off have zero work ethic and, by the way, zero talent. I remember when I was told, Arnie, you have to pretty much write the entire show. Now, see, the problem is is when I am over, when I start to do research on things, when I am over-prepared for a topic, it's not as good as when I get my natural reaction, and I knew that. That's what made my character on the other show that I did in the morning so good was I got natural, I got to naturally react to stories. And I think you guys enjoy that a lot more. And when I'm too, like I said, too uh, involved in the story, when I know everything about the story, I am not the same broadcaster. And then I get mad when the other two fucking miss their shots. Because what I would have to do is, honestly, people want to say, oh, Arnie has no work ethic. Okay. My old boss would, would would beg to differ with you. Our show didn't start until 3 o'clock every day in Sacramento in the afternoon when I was on Dog Chit and Jerk Off. Now, when I was on the morning show, if our show started at 6, I was there by about 4.15, getting prepped. And I didn't have to know any of the stories. I just looked over the Internet to see what was happening in the world just to see what was going on to where I could be apprised of things. When I did the afternoon show, I showed up at about 9.45 every morning for a 3 o'clock show so I could start prepping their stories because they would send me the stories that they wanted to do on the show. And a lot of them sucked, but I would have to prep them, and then I had to write a script I've never been more embarrassed in my life broadcasting than when I was on that show. The, the, the last eight months of that show that I was on it, and I had to be in charge. And lo and behold, we went from fifth place to first place. 
but I got no credit for that. Not that I wanted or needed credit. I knew what was right, and that's fine. And that's why they, right now, are relegated to about 13th place in the market. It's a joke. If, if, if Look, if the radio industry was smart, which they aren't anymore because radio people don't run radio, you have these big conglomerates running radio, and they realize, and, and the reason why a lot of people say, well, Ari, why do these big conglomerates own radio? Well, because they realize radio is not going anywhere. It's like local TV stations. They will never go anywhere. You know why? People rely on them. They rely on them for the local aspect in case something happens locally. You can't turn on CNN. You have to turn on News 10 and be inundated with stupidity of Walt Gray. Now, I like Golston Dart. Golston Dart's my dog. He went to the University of Texas. I got nothing but love for Golston Dart. I know a lot of the news people in that town, and none of them have any talent. The radio market is even saturated with far less talent. If a radio station was smart, they would zap me up with all the work that I do on this show and the power that I have and the people that don't know that I'm even here right now. I would own that market. Oh, every show would be wanting to be a piece of me. Bring it on. I will eviscerate every single one of you. But hey, I can't go on radio because I like to say the word fuck. And until that gets changed and double entendre gets changed and the FCC loosens their fucking Vulcan-like grip on, on standards, I ain't going anywhere near radio. They can all eat a big hairy cock. And I ain't talking about a rooster. But like I said, radio, not smart. I just watched Rittenhouse on the stand. He choked on his own tears. Uh, couldn't even finish his own defense on the first try. Poor kid is traumatized by this. There's a lot of fucking idiots in this world, so plenty of listeners for those shows since only retarded idiots listen to them. Josh is listening right now, or whoever that person's name is, while masturbating with his tears. <laughs> Timmy, Nicole, uh, first of all, good morning to y'all, and I was just going to ask if they're still on the radio. Damn, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, they are still on the radio. No telling what kind of stories they're giving you today. They're just saying, oh, Ronda Rousey, she's hot. Oh, God, what did I do to her? See, what they did was they bought the Howard Stern starter kit from 1994, and they're just following that. Oh, man, the stuff I do to her. Which, by the way, uh, you would need a stepladder to do it, midget. And then there's this bro. Bro, I would, I would drive my dune buggy over there, bro. <laughs> And then there'd be a voice in the background going, eh, eh, why do you drive a dune buggy? Eh, dune buggies are stupid. They're not even powered by the sun. Eh. 
And then there'd be some intellectual asshole. Well, to tell you the actual truth, the sun doesn't really power anything. It just gives us light and vitamin D. Okay, yeah, there you go. Let me get on my box of soap and start talking again. <laughs> Mess with the fucking bull. You get the fucking horns, people. It's the dog shit and jerk off and big titted Dana show now. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that fucking troll. That chick, you know, you know what she was? I'm going to tell you what she was. I, I don't really know her because I don't pay any attention to her. You would give her invoices at the radio station. She was like the invoice girl. And for some reason, like, like, like had some kind of, she, she loved those two idiots. I don't know why. I guess it's what was said earlier because plenty of stupid people. And she wanted to, she went and she left the, the building that we were all in. She was over there and they're like, hey, we need, hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, dude. Hey, bro. The show should be called Dude and Bro Show because those are the only two words that those guys use ever correctly. And they're like, oh, we, we, we need a producer, bro. We'll get her because we know her. Someone who has no training. Never wanted to be on the air. Now they're putting her on the air. It, it is ridiculous. You see, if they were smart, which they aren't, dog shit and jerk off would have made a huge play for, at the time, her name was Princess Lara. Does she have some big titties asking for a friend? Uh, I always thought she was like a little roly-poly. She she reminded me more. She was like an adult version of Honey Boo Boo. That's what she looked like. She looked like Honey Boo Boo. That's about the nicest way I can put it about her. And she was a, a fairly nice person. I, I had no ill, any qualms with her or anything. But she wasn't ready for it. And... Dog shit and jerk off should have stayed strong and taken Princess Lara with them. But they were stupid because, see, in their minds, they were big, giant stars. That's when you know that you're going down the wrong road with somebody. And this is why I just found this out recently since we're talking radio stories here. Do you remember when I first started on that terrible afternoon show? When it was dog shit jerk off and Andy man candy. Well, I got rid of Andy man candy quickly because he didn't know how to do a talk show. See, and the problem was is that their arguments would just go in circles. There was no, there was a beginning, but there was a beginning and a middle and then back to the beginning. And that was mainly due to the lack of leadership on that show and the lack of talent. Now, I'm not saying I'm the most talented person in the world because I'm not. But in that building, at that time, in that studio, oh, I was. And it was all the years of hard work of working with professionals 
before that. I give credit where credit's due. I was trained the right way. Now, my ultimate training by my father was the true right way of how to treat people, but some people didn't get that in their growing up age, and they turned into gigantic horses' asses. But when it came to the radio business, I learned. I studied. I learned. I learned how to be a pro. Andy Mancandy was anything but a pro. All he cared about was doing voice work for as many radio stations around the country as he could. He wouldn't come to meetings. He didn't offer stories to the show. He just thought he'd come in and talk with his really high voice and really talk fast. No, do all this kind of shit. Well, come to find out, and, and I called him out live on the air. I was very unprofessional in it, but, hey, it had to be done. Somebody had to do it. I called his ass out on the air, and I'll never forget what it was. He was the new age on the show. He was supposed to represent the younger crowd, the younger hip crowd. And all he wanted to do was talk about restaurants and using his iPhone. You want to talk about somebody that would be crippled without his iPhone, it would have been Andy Mancandy. And he talked about going to restaurants and how, oh, I, I think that it, and the story was about robot servers. And we were talking about waiters and waitresses. And he got pretty emotional. It was like one of his only real moments he ever had on the air was talking about how his mother was a waitress, which I don't even know if that was true or not, but I don't care, and how he loves his mother and how waitresses work so hard and they, they, they earn the tips they get, and that's what he grew up with. And not literally 10 seconds later, we started talking about automatic waiters and waitresses, robotics. He goes, oh, I would so be into that. And I, I, I had grown tired, and I snapped. I apologized to my boss for snapping, but it had to be done. I looked at Andy, and I said, hey, wait a second. If you had a restaurant to choose between where your mother's a waitress or the robot's a waitress, which one are you going to go to? Oh, that's right. You can't answer because you don't know what to say right now. That's exactly what I said to him. Oh, boy, that was not good. He left the studio. He was crying. Oh, Artie is making this an unfriendly work environment. Now, my boss knew what time it was, and he said, okay, well, Andy, here, here's your opportunity. You can leave the afternoon show and go and do only work at the end because that's the station he worked for. He said, oh, I'll take that. Well, let's fast forward a few years to their morning show with the fat redheaded chick and the, the uber liberal on the show. And they used to have this other guy on the show named Rain. Now, Rain's a great guy. I like Rain a lot. Rain, Rain is an awesome young fella, and he loves radio, and he knows what he's doing. Well, they let him go because, well, he was too expensive. And they knew he was too expensive because he was good. And he knew he was good. See, that's the main reason why people like me and Rain and even Chris Payne are not in radio because we know our value. So they let Rain go. So they brought Andy in to work with the stinky fat redhead and the uber liberal. And lo and behold, what happened? Oh, well, Andy's not on that show anymore. And he said that they created an unsafe work environment. Does that sound familiar? They moved him to middays, and then they, they 
as the world of radio goes now. They said, uh, Andy, your services are no longer needed, as well as everybody who does middays for us. So we're just going to voice track. We're going to use somebody from another market here. Bye. There was a lot of poetic justice in that for me. Uh, let's see. Uh, as someone who's a pseudo-intellectual spouting BS, I can guarantee. Oh, sorry. Hold on a second. He says he can. Ah, uh, guarantee. The balding, plump turkey who runs that show is nowhere close to being an intellectual. He can't even get his vocabulary correct, and he does it all the time. Yes, I know. I know. It's rouge, not rouge. Spur, not spurn. Just wondering, Arnie. Uh, uh, let's see. I respectfully disagree with you on the dude and bro show. That is more like the deuce show on afternoons. Okay, my bad, Scott. Derry says, I remember that. I've been listening to you since you first came to Sacramento. Yeah. Oh, I called his ass out on the air live. I didn't give a shit. I knew I was safe. Why? Because I had talent, and I was right in the fucking show. It's amazing. It's amazing to see what people try to get away with. Look, look here's, a, here's a great story. This is a perfect example now in the NFL. The story about Aaron Rodgers. It looks as if Aaron Rodgers is going to be fined somewhere around $15,000 for breaking COVID protocol, which, by the way, if you want to call something a slap in the wrist, that is a, a powder puff slap on the wrist for Aaron Rodgers. $15,000, and receiver Alan Lazard were each fine that much. I guess because Alan Lazard is not COVID, once again, so somebody else not vaccinated. Like I said yesterday, I guaranteed, I, I said, I guarantee that Aaron Rodgers is not the only person who isn't vaccinated who said he was. Green Bay Packers, on the meantime, are going to be fined $300,000. Now, once again, for an NFL franchise, that's nothing. But it's amazing to see what talented people think they can get away with. See, this is the thing I don't like, is when talented people go, oh, well, I'll just take my ball and go elsewhere. I don't like that. If you signed on to do a job, do a job. It's simple. It's real simple, Aaron Rodgers. If you want to continue to play in the NFL, there's one thing you got to do. Do your fucking job. And if your job requires you to get the COVID shot, even though you might be against it, like I am against forcing people to get it. But this isn't a job where, you know, you're working hard 60 hours a week to put food on the table. You're an NFL quarterback. You get to play a game for millions upon millions of dollars a year. Now, you can choose to do another job. This is like this whole Colin Kaepernick thing equating the NFL to the slavery Which is just beyond stupid. But if you want to play in the NFL right now, which is a privilege, you don't have a right to play in the NFL. Kind of like driving. You don't want to get the shot? Okay, Aaron, you've got millions of dollars in the bank. You don't have to play anymore. Breaking news now, hot dogs at Lambeau will be $20 and not 10 Arnie's so talented, he got me to listen to dog shit, and I actually hate his voice. It's as shitty as the person, yeah. The Arnie and Christy, and I forgot the name of your other friend. Well, we won't mention him because he's no longer a friend. 
would have killed. You guys would have taken the number one spot away from the other show. They would have had to change the name of that show to Who Nobody and Who Cares Show. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher. I appreciate Oh, yeah. Oh, it would have. would have absolutely because we had a passion for it. I have a passion to make you guys laugh. Speaking of jobs and doing them, I was notified this morning I've been accepted for a promotion I applied for last week. Hello, salary. Congratulations. That is awesome. That is good-ass fucking news right there. Let's give it up for a hot Stephanie. Where, where's the damn clapping sound effects? Jesus jumped up Christ. There it is. Congratulations. That is fantastic news to hear. Somebody who totally deserves it. So there you go. See what happens when you do your fucking job? Good things happen. All right. What else do I want to talk about here? Um, OGB considering Chiefs, Packers, and Saints. Odell Beckham Jr. is considering the Chiefs, Packers, and Saints. Well, if he goes to the Packers, they'll be out of the playoff hunt. The Chiefs are pretty much out of it already. And the Saints, uh, who dat? Yeah, I, I see him going to the Saints. Uh, thank you, thank you. Big girl job, yeah. Alicia says, way to go, girl. Thanks, lady. There you go. All right. Fantastic. That's good. See, it's always good to get good news on the show. Now, speaking of people doing their jobs. Jesus Christ, this is so bad. Due to the current day and age that we live in, services are being cut and delivery times are longer, but guess what? Here's the good news. You get to pay the exact same, if not more. Oh, that Ogre says, I know the perfect destination for Odell, the Raiders. No, we got the anti-Semite Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I, I think the Raiders, I, I hope the Raiders have smartened up a bit. Look, let's tell the truth, shall we? Since we like to tell the truth on this show, before I get to this service job, let's talk about Odell Beckham Jr. I saw a great interview with Warren Sapp recently. When they wanted to talk about the greatness of Odell Beckham Jr., he goes, Who? Odell Beckham Jr. is not a great wide receiver. He's not a game changer. What Odell Beckham Jr. is, is a team cancer. He's a tumor. That's what he is. He goes to a team, and he doesn't produce, and then he blames the team because they're not using him enough. When he drops passes, when he runs not the correct route, it's Baker Mayfield's fault. And and look, Odell Beckham Jr. has me standing up for Baker Mayfield. Holy Christ. Check the fucking, ch- take your shoes off. Hell's frozen over. The ground is cold. That wasn't Baker Mayfield's fault. You are a piece of garbage. You had one spectacular catch in your entire career. And it was on a year that you guys won the Super Bowl that they use that highlight all the time. The one-handed catch against the Cowboys. Great catch. What else you got? I've never seen one player 
live on one play alone. At least Joe Montana came out and won more Super Bowls after the fucking catch with Dwight Clark. Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't done dick since that catch. Yet he got like a a five-year, $95 million salary from the, the Browns. And then blame Baker Mayfield, or his daddy at least blamed him, and, and Odell didn't say anything. He really manned up. Let daddy fight the battle. If I was a GM and I got a call from Odell, I'd be like, fuck you in your ear. He'd be great on a golf team of one. Mount Rushmore of one catch wonders. Odell Beckham Jr. would be all four. can't put Odell up there due to the fact that he doesn't play well with others. Yes, Warburg, greatest throw, greatest catch in NFL history. Warburg, do you still have the handlebar mustache? Because that shit is legit, dog. Good old Warburg went to the uh, Alabama LSU game. Saw a picture of him there, and he had him a, a nice salt and pepper fucking handlebar mustache. Goddamn, I tell you what, man. If I was a girl, I'd be moist as hell if I saw that shit. Man, I am jealous of that handlebar mustache. Yes, till December 1st. Fantastic. Woo! That thing is amazing. Oh, I hope you've named it. That's the kind of mustache right there. That's a Magnum P.I. That's a... That's a bandit-type mustache. That, that, that's a Ted Lasso-type mustache. The, I mean, these are iconic mustaches. I would compare them to the, the biker and the village people, but that would be mean, and I'm not going to be mean to Warburg. The Houndstooth mustache. I watched Brandon Lloyd make multiple out-of-the-minds catches. Where is he? Shit, most of them haven't heard of him. Yeah. Like, uh, look, th- this whole Odell Beckham Jr. thing, that, that guy, he's a turd. <laughs> not only mean, but gay. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm not going to do it. By the way, the hotel industry, as we were talking about this, the hotel industry is going to have half a million fewer jobs at the end of 2021. If you haven't stayed in a hotel lately... And I ain't talking about good, luxurious hotels. I'm talking about fucking shit stank motels. Like the one that I stayed in in Sacramento because we were trying to save money. The Super 8 where they never cleaned our room. I had to go down and get fresh towels myself every night. And if I got four towels, I would have to give them four towels. Oh, it was horrible. Horrible, I tell you. The transportation system at Disney, the tram system they have, which helps visitors go from park to park entrance from their cars, yeah, it's sitting idle because they don't have people to do it. Oh, man, he just sent me another picture of that thing. (laughs) That is a mustache right there. 
God damn. Hotels can't find people to hire. They're laying people off. Look, look. Hey, government, turn off the fountain. Turn off that money fountain. You get these places going again. Not that that Super 8 in Sacramento that I stayed at would ever be good, but God damn was it terrible. My staff were at a conference at a nice hotel in Albuquerque all week where there was no hot water the entire time, plus the food was awful. They forgot how to host large groups. So glad I switched my attendance to virtual. That's good shit right there. By the way, jokes of the day. (laughs) Bratty kid, here's something else. Uh, Jokes of the day today. I haven't told you guys these yet. Um, Did you know Princess Diana was on the radio the day she died? Yeah, she was on the upholstery in the fucking glove compartment, too. Um, What do you call a fat girl with a rape whistle? Optimistic. And the joke that I'm worried I'm going to get taken down for. Have I been taken down for it yet? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, still up there. What kind of, what would you call a restaurant if Danny Trejo and Heidi Klum were partners? Beaner schnitzel. (laughs) I made that one up myself. I was very proud of that one. Uh, So there you go. Those are the jokes of the day. Um, <laughs> why did the chicken cross the road? Because it was sitting in Diana's lap. Yeah, that, I love that one. Why did the, there's one the my favorite Diana joke is why did the princess cross the road? Because she wasn't wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm choking on my tea with peener schnitzel. I knew that one would be good. Man, oh man, I worked so hard on that one. I was like, man, that. Oh, there's something that we could do here. Arise, maybe there's one nice hotel here, and I've stayed there. Not much else around here. Oh, it was the Hyatt Regency. So there you go. Was that the night? Because I stayed in a hotel in Albuquerque once. Once. My friend's nickname was Beaner Schnitzel because he was Mexican and German descent. Yeah, see, it works out perfectly. By the way, speaking of Arise, she sent me this story originally, and I found it uh, again about this professor at Arizona State who's calling for an end to white supremacy language and to do away with the common way of grading papers in favor of labor-based grading that will redistribute the power. What he wants to do is, it doesn't matter how you write the paper. He just wants to see how much work you put into it. So you could have nothing but misspellings in there, quotation marks that don't belong, wrong periods, apostrophes, exclamation points. But if you worked hard on it, he'll give you an A. Because if you look at it and you do the paper and you... You spell things right, guess what? You're a white supremacist. Labor-based grading would mean weighing assignments based on how much, quote, labor the students put into their work and not assigning grades based on grammar or quality of work. 
What, what? But 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 it's an English class. Labor-based grading structurally challenges everyone's relationship to dominant standards of English that comes from elite, masculine, heteronormative, ableist, white racial groups of speakers. I would hate to be a teacher right now. I would hate it so fucking much. Uh, Mr. States, uh, we're going to have to sit you down and let you know that you can no longer... uh, Use a, first of all, you can't use a red pen because red would trigger some of these kids. So you're going to have to use a, uh, a non-traditional, let's go with green pen to correct these, uh, these pages. Now, 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 you can't correct it. The, the kids are not going to be docked any points for misspellings. And if they miss a comma here or there, they don't put any punctuation in. Like, like a paper can be just one gigantic run-on sentence now. Cowboys girl, oh, you win the prize today, if there was an actual prize. Uh, she says, so if you're smart, you're racist. Correct the mundo. That's it, I'm starting a restaurant that serves burritos and hot dogs and using Beaner schnitzel. Yeah. It's been po- pro- <laughs> it's been protested and whatever. At least I'll be famous, or just be safe. Hot dogs and coffee. <laughs> there, the bean has no racist connotation. <laughs> yes, and and this is the best part of the story too. Arised, yes, this is the same student, you know, the university, Arizona State where the white kids cannot sit in the multicultural center. Remember that? Remember that? When the, when the two white kids were sitting there doing their work and they were kicked out by a 30-year-old grad student? Remember that? Yeah, that was, that was fun. We played that on the show. Same university. This is like that new math, which I never got. That all the kid had to do was show the work that, that 2 plus 2 equals 7. Let me just tell you this, right? I, look, I, I'm about to go on a rant now. And if, if y'all got a problem with this rant, please fucking send me to all the fucking websites out there. If my son came home, if Arnie Jr. came home, and look, I was in the advanced classes when it came to math. Fucking English, I sucked at. But I, I, I could read. I cannot write a paper to save my fucking life. I would be in favor of the one gigantic run-on sentence, but I know how that irks people. I wish I could write as well as Christopher. Christopher writes our, our movie, some of the movie reviews. He does an amazing job. I can't write that good. I don't think I could turn in an ass review with bad grammar like that. I would assume Arnie would fire me for turning in subpar work. This teacher isn't doing these kids any favors. No, and it's not even a teacher. It's a fucking professor. That's a that's the hard part. And Christopher, I wouldn't know. But let me tell you, if Arnie Jr. came home and says, "Daddy, teacher gave me an A," I'd be like, "What? what what's up? Math? All right, let me see. Let me let me see your work. Well, hanging on the the refrigerator door. 
If I hang that motherfucking paper on the refrigerator door and it is 2 plus 2 equals 7, and he's done all kinds of chicken scratch and writing and shit like that, I'm just going to tell you right now, that's an open-handed slap to the back of the head. You don't get no A for that. 2 plus 2 equals 7? I would fail you in my class. You, it could be, you could have 99 questions on that test and get 98 of them right, and you put 2 plus 2 equals 7, whack, slap on the back of the head, F. Don't give me this bullshit, 2 plus 2 equals 7, and then you write out all this shit on how it could be 2 plus 2 plus 2. No, 2 plus 2 is 4, the end. It can't be anything else. Don't try. Don't try me, motherfuckers. I ain't scared of you, as the immortal Bernie Mac would once say. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. Mm-mm. No, we ain't playing that game. Homie, don't play that shit. This idea that we need to stop teaching math in school is about one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire life. And I know I say that a lot when it comes to things, but if we don't teach correct math, then people cannot live. You see, you use basic. Basic. I'm not even talking about what 3y minus 2 is. 3y minus 2 equals 7. Y is 3, obviously, right? I know how to do that, but we ain't even talking about that. We're talking about regular math. We're going to send kids out into the real world because that's what we're doing. And a kid who makes, let's say, $2,000 a month wants to get an apartment that costs $2,500 a month. If they don't know math, they can't realize you can't live there. They can try to do all the cofangled math that they want, but the bank and the apartment complex is going to go, no, dummy. You are lacking funds. Well, I was never taught that. You want to you talk about, and, and, and writing? Come on, sometimes you have to write things for like a job interview. And if you cannot write a credible sentence, you're not going to get the job. If you write this long paragraph and, and the person notices, well, there's not one comma or period in there. Now, I'm not hiring you. You're too goddamn dumb to work here. That would be the best part of getting to be a hire. Somebody who hires people. The shit that I would tell people, I'd get fired from that job quickly, though. Oh, I'm just telling you. So, Becky, uh, what makes you think that you'd be good for this job? Well, I'm a hard worker, and I get along with people. Well, Becky, this job says you need to be able to lift 100 pounds. Can you lift 100 pounds? Well, I weigh 100 pounds. <laughs> and I did really good in school. <laughs> Becky, what's 4 plus 4? Uh, hold on, let me get a paper out. If you need to say that to me, I'll just stop you right there. If I say, what's 4 plus 4, and you say, hold on, let me write that down, hey, Becky, you can leave because you're too goddamn stupid to work here. Next. 
English and grammar evolved and standardized by white people. White people are racist. Ergo, grammar is racist. Here's a question I have for you. This is a fair question to ask the Ask family. How long until, and we'll, we'll put this at a high school level. Let me get the Jeopardy music ready. How many years away are we of this? That teachers will start like a research paper. Teachers will start having to accept research papers written in text form. Like instead of spelling Y-O-U out, they'll just put the letter U. And instead of saying laughing, they'll just put LOL. How long until we get there? Seems like we're already there. Kale says, I can tell you they are literally accepting that for someone uh, in an online class bullshit. They pretty much do this already. Misspellings only cost a few points. I had to yell at my kid because she was doing exactly that. They already accept they instead of he or she when they wrong verb tense. Probably all red E happening. That's good, straight fire. <laughs> uh, Ghost says, on the flip side, at least she wants to write it down. In my line of work, that's respons- that, that, is, that response is valuable. Let me just tell you, Ghost, if I was in your line of work and I had to hire somebody who had to write down what is four plus four compared to your business, guess what? You can have her. And when you're in the welfare line because you have hired nothing but idiots that have to write down what is four plus four, please come to me for a job and prove me wrong. Two to three years and five years will be all emojis, yeah? What a fucked up world we live in. Dear God. Man, oh, man. I I swear, kids... Kids, I dread the future. I totally do. I cannot wait till my fucking either dementia or Alzheimer's kicks in. I I so can't wait. And I'm in a nursing home, and I've got somebody from some other nation like Ghana who's wiping my ass on the daily. And I can sit there all day and watch episodes of Chicago Fire and Chicago PD and shit my own pants and not worry about the outside world anymore because I have no clue on what's going on, I will be a happy fucking man. I will not remember saying that right here and right now, but hey, I will not know what's going on in the outside world that everything is done in emojis.
Keep in mind, if you use text speaks that's employed AAVE, African-American Vernacular English, and you're not African-American, then you're racist. So the white students still have to use the diabolical whitey English. <laughs> it's just another way to fucking get rid of the white community. I love it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Let's do the new math. Let's do the new language. I am destined for Alzheimer's. Let it happen. Dear Lord, with all your power, please do not block me. Do not block my genes from not giving me Alzheimer's. Do not give it to my sister. Either one of them. Please give it to me. Be careful wishing for Alzheimer's. My grandma Edna had Alzheimer's, and she painted the car with blue house paint. Wait, Edna wasn't my grandmother. No, that was mine, at least I think. Yeah, that reminds me of the offensive email I sent you this weekend, Arnie. Where's Barbara Billingsley when we need her? Amen. Amen, Christopher. There's one thing, look, the, the one thing I don't joke about with Alzheimer's I mean, I joke about my grandma, Edna. I live in Rockwall now. And Rockwall was where her nursing home was when she died. I miss my grandmother every day. I miss my dad every day. I miss my mom every day. But grandma was special because grandma was my best friend growing up when I was a little kid. I'd spend my weekends with grandma while dad was out playing the piano and my mom was there supporting him playing the piano and pretty much driving him home because he got too drunk. I didn't think I would ever come back to the city of Rockwall because this is where she died. I, I, I know that there is a... Uh, look at that. Miss Terrest, longtime fans here. We moved from shitty California to the great state of Texas. Finally found your show. Well, Welcome. Welcome to the ass family. I'd ask how you found the show, but that usually scares people. But, hey, welcome to the show. Glad you're here in Texas. I'm here in Texas again. And I was just talking about Rockwall, Texas. I, I've gotten over the fact that I, I, I never blamed Rockwall for killing my grandmother. But because it didn't. It was the Alzheimer's. And the shitty nursing home, which I do believe is still open, and I've never been over. I, I've never been down that street because it's too hard for me. And there's a Dairy Queen that's on one of the main roads here, and I will never ever step foot in that Dairy Queen because that was the Dairy Queen that I had to sit with with my dad when my mom dropped Grandma off at the nursing home. I was like 14 or 15 years old at the time, and it was still one of the worst days I've ever had. But I love living here in Texas. I love Rockwall. Rockwall is one of my favorite places now. And it's because my grandmother's here. But, you know, that was a long time ago. That was fucking 35 years ago. But I still miss her. And uh, Mr. S says, fuck yeah, Hubs and I are stoked right now. Prayers to you. Glad grief sucks. Yeah, I, I, I was just going off. What, what part of Texas do you live in? Because you got to tell everybody that you know about this amazing podcast that starts at 9 in the morning every morning for you. 
So there you go. Now, earlier in this morning, I was talking about uh, the FCC or the radio world. Lavernia. I don't even know where Lavernia is. Holy shit. Hold on. I got to look up where Lavernia is. La Ver. City in Texas. Okay. Let's see. Where's that? Uh, oh, it's uh, 25 miles east of downtown San Antonio. Okay. All right. Well, you got to tell everybody there. Tell everybody in San Antonio. There's a great show I listen to. He's a genius. So we were talking about radio earlier. Me being on the air and how I couldn't go back on the air because I like to say things like shit and fuck now. Um, Eli Manning is in all kinds of trouble right now with the uh, with the FCC. He was on Monday Night Football. You know how they're doing this Eli and uh, Peyton watching the Monday Night game. And if it's not your team playing, then that's worth watching. Christopher says, welcome new Ask Family members. Remember to sign up for the Arnie State Show membership so you can go back and listen to Arnie's huge backlog of shows. Thank you. Yes. All you got to do is go to ArnieRadio.com. Go there, sign up, $2.99 a month. Bam! And check out the brand-new Ass YouTube channel. And you're joining right now at a great time because there's new things that are happening that hopefully will be going live on video. We'll be doing both the audio bot broadcast and a video broadcast at the same time. I know, it's fascinating, isn't it? Anyway... Some fans got upset uh, during a, a recent game. It was the Cowboys and the Eagles. And Manning made a, a double finger salute. Now, I did not see it because I had to watch the regular broadcast because, well, uh, here it is. Let's see. See, you go to Philly, I mean, you're getting a double bird right away <laughs> from a nine-year-old kid. I would give the bird. I don't know. Can we do that? Can you, I, okay, I, so Peyton told him to do it. So he gave the bird discussing what it's like playing in Philadelphia and getting the double bird from a nine-year-old kid. One complaint to the FCC read, young Americans should never be exposed to something like that. It was disgusting. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? That the double bird, which, by the way, Mr. Rogers did once when he was in black and white. True story. Look it up. Uh, Mr. S says, tiny, tiny town. My sons grew up listening to you. They are heathens, too. They're 23 and 26 now. They'll be excited, too. We will be spreading it like wildfire. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very, very much, and I'm glad that you found the show. The FCC should take all appropriate enforcement actions against Mr. Manning and or ESPN for his conduct to hold them accountable to send a message that that type of behavior, even if he was retelling a story, is not acceptable, including all appropriate fines. Three people. This is why I will never work in radio again. I don't know how many million people we're, say, we're watching that, that game. By the way, on cable. Now, when did, when, did the FCC, when did the FCC start regulating cable? Because if you watch cable, pay channels like ESPN2, 
or let's say the USA Network, the Coop says that's how Stone Cold said hello, and he did that 15 years ago, the double finger salute. And now if you watch current professional wrestling, they're allowed to say shit. Tony Schiavone, one of the broadcasters for AEW, let a fuck go over the air last week or two weeks ago. But they want the e- they want ESPN to be fined. Um, th- this is why I love broadcasting and telling the truth about things. You can you can complain. There are millions of people watching, and three complaints were filed to the FCC. Three. Now, if this was on ABC, then ABC would be in a little bit of trouble right now. Or if it was a public broadcast channel. The FCC can't do dick about this. But, of course, they're going to write the stories to make it to make it seem like the FCC has some ground. They don't have any ground to stand on. You got three compi- three people three people complained. Biden let a shit go on TV. It just wasn't verbal. And let me tell you the old rule. This was the old rule. Like I said, I'll tell you guys anything you want to know about broadcasting. Before Janet Jackson ripped her top off, which was planned, and showed off a, a sun nipple ring at the Super Bowl with Justin Timberlake. You could use any expletive you wanted. This was written. See, the, the bad thing about the FCC is they don't tell you exactly what words you can and can't use. I know George Carlin had the seven dirty words, and it was a fantastic bit, and I'm never, ever going to question that. The problem is is that at one time, you could say fuck on the air. You could say shit. You could say whatever you want as long as you didn't use them in verb tense. Now, if you're in school today, you have no idea what that means because we aren't going to teach that. But if you went to school back in the day, you know what that means. If you said, I was fucking a chick, or some dude was fucking me, that was finable. If you called somebody a greedy fuck, A-OK. If you said, that guy's a shithead, you could get away with it. If you said, I'm taking a big hairy shit right now, unacceptable. Because it's a verb. It's an action. You're doing it as an action. Not acceptable. Now, you'll probably say, well, Ari, why didn't you guys use those words? Well, because that came from management. Management said that we don't want to be known as the shit and fuck station. And that was management companies all over America. Because you don't want to be known as that. And a professional broadcaster can do a lot more. But what happened was, is that Janet Jackson showed her boob off. CBS, I believe, was the network that aired the Super Bowl that year. They were fined about $2 million to rop in the bucket. I mean, honestly, that, they didn't even feel that. That's how much the ads were during the Super Bowl. 
And for some reason, the FCC decided to go after radio. Bono said fuck during the American Music Awards when it was live. They didn't get fined. But then the FCC started cracking down on radio, and they started implementing their own rules. And they said, since you're on public airwaves, you you no longer have the freedom of speech. You can't say whatever you want because these are public airways. That means a child could be listening. So you got to get rid of all the bad words. I mean, at one point, I could call people assholes on the air. I could, I, I could even, <laughs> I even used the phrase butt sex all the time on the air. And it was funny. But butt sex was one of the first words that my general manager came to me and said, no more butt sex on the air. I was like, I don't have any butt sex on the air. But, uh. They came and they said, no more of that. Double entendre, no more. Because the FCC can make whatever rules they want. They don't have to report to anybody. It's not like they have a boss to report to and go, well, we find this many people. But the problem was is that, and see, what happened was that the FCC, they've, they've lost their cash cow. And their cash cow is TV and radio. Not many people are listening to the radio, no matter what some lying-ass morning show will tell you. And regular TV, people aren't watching it. It was a huge deal this weekend that Yellowstone, my favorite show, and I'm wearing a Yellowstone show, had 8 million live viewers. That's enormous in today's world. Now, compare that to when Jerry Seinfeld had his last episode. Seinfeld had something like 45 million people watching it. We didn't have DVRs back then. We didn't have all that stuff. So in today's world, 8 million people is probably like 50 million people was back then. So it was huge. And the thing is, is that you watch Yellowstone. There's all kinds of gory violence. It started with Sons of Anarchy. They use all sorts of colorful language. Oh, good, you're a Yellowstoner, too. Good, fantastic. More people watching Yellowstone. Best show on TV. Ted Lasso, best comedy on TV, on Apple TV. But you have to subscribe to those networks. The FCC can't do dick about it, just like Eli Manning. But, of course, this is where the media comes in, and they go, well, the FCC's they receive complaints. They've received three complaints. And yes, Douglas, you're right. The last episode of Seinfeld was terrible. That's one of the worst endings of all time. Cheers, fantastic. Seinfeld, dog shit. They all got arrested for not being good Samaritan. That was an awful episode. It was terrible. I'll never, ever forgive it. It's almost as bad as The Sopranos. Black screen. Don't get me started on that bullshit. And there's all these stories out about how David Chase is coming out and saying all this stuff. Well, this is the way I want it. Shut up, David Chase. You just ruined the whole series. And by the way, your your Many Saints of Newark, that movie sucked. That movie was dog shit. Terrible. You want to talk about dog shit movies? How about this one? Vin Diesel is now pleading with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, to return to the Fast and Furious 10. 
Uh, no. Why would The Rock want to come back? How much are you going to pay The Rock? You going to pay The Rock $100 million to do that movie? Because does anybody pay attention to the Fast and Furious anymore? I mean, the one he did with just Jason Statham, the Calvin and Hobbes movie or whatever the name was, where they had Roman Reigns and other wrestlers in there, I was like, yeah, that's not that good. Not to mention that Vin Diesel couldn't act out of a wet paper bag. I am grouped. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Fuck that. Now I'm fired up. Rock's a dickhead Biden supporter, and the Rock ruined the franchise. Oh, look, uh, look. That franchise was ruined long before the Rock, but yes, he did come out and support Kamala, the Indian giant, and Joe Biden. Dexter had a bad finale, too. Let's hope the, the reboot isn't terrible. That's what I heard. I never got into Dexter. I didn't have Showtime back then. But, like, like, like uh, here's another one. That, that The finale, they're going to make a movie, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan's coming out sometime in 2022. And let me just tell you right now, if you had me to measure Ray Donovan against Yellowstone, that's going to be a tough pick for me. I mean, I loved Ray Donovan. I loved that show. But its ending sucked. I didn't like how it ended. So if they have a good movie to end it all, I'll be okay. But Yellowstone, it, look, if you ain't watched Yellowstone, it, this is what Yellowstone is. It's the Sopranos with cowboy hats. The franchise burned down like Paul Walker. Dexter was so good. You need to watch Dexter just pass on the season finale. Okay. On the series finale. Uh, Mike D says, adios. I asked fam, have a great day. Arnie, I'm off tomorrow and be listening in my garage. No new kid songs on breaks. I repeat, no new kid songs. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I've erased all the new kid songs from my library. That's punishment to a certain person. No, it doesn't sound shallow. There's a lot. Look, look. Fred says, I lost a lot of respect for The Rock when he came out in support of Joe Biden. I know that sounds shallow, but I can't help it. Why is it shallow? So many people lost respect for people who supported, openly supported Donald Trump. So what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander? I, I think it's ridiculous. I think The Rock should have shut his fucking mouth. Tomorrow should be all patriotic songs for Veterans Day. Uh, I like what you're thinking. I, I might have been thinking the exact same thing. Play a little Green, Lee Greenwood in the show with the Way to the Bad song by George Strait. I, I like where that's headed. I do like that, but that's tomorrow. We're still in today's show. We still got a few minutes left in today. Uh, let's see. What else will we do here? Uh Oh, man. America's fucking mess. Okay, I did the Yellowstone story. Okay, so I can delete that. All right. Uh, do that tomorrow. Do that tomorrow. New tracking. Okay, yeah. Let's do that. Let's <laughs> 
America's walking, talking abortion, Demi Lovato, is at it again. Demi Lovato, who, she has lost her ever-loving fucking mind. I mean, you look, the, the memes of her are so fantastic. Where, like, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, she was decent looking. If not, like, trying to dip her toes into the hot pool. And you look at her now. And she looks like she looks like the Spanish Rosie O'Donnell. Demi Lovato, who took on a, a yogurt franchise, a frozen yogurt franchise. Just a, a one one person, not even a franchise. Just a yogurt shop in Southern California. Tried to fucking end them. People are like, oh, you're a bitch. You're crazy. Then Demi Lovato came out and said, these are my new pronouns and did all that kind of weird shit. Okay. Then she came out and said that people from outer space should not be called aliens because aliens is mean and oppressive. She really said that. I'm not kidding. And now she looks like Rosie O'Donnell's Mexican sister. Well, Demi Lovato has unveiled a brand new Demi Sex Wand toy as part of a campaign to take the stigma away from pleasure. Oh, goddamn. Here's a picture of her. Ye gads. Oh, she's, she's got a mullet. Demi Lovato has a mullet. Everybody here, the picture's here. Demi Lovato has a mullet. By the way, what's the stigma that goes along with having sexual orgasms? Uh, huh? There's a stigma that women shouldn't have orgasms? No, the stigma was that men didn't care if women had orgasms. We want women to have orgasms. We want it so much that we'll allow you to fake it. What what is this, mullet? I I mean, honestly, if you see this picture of Demi Lovato... The only thing that is ever going to play in your head is this right here. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Lovato's new hit. Bell bottles were really cool. Cutting class and skipping school. I remember packing that old fishing pool. Skinny dipping out of swimming. Yes, that was Billy Ray Cyrus. I know that's going to shock everybody that Billy Ray Cyrus is doing an ode to mullets. Boy, Demi Lovato is going to be singing that song, bitch. I can't get past her butt chin. (laughs) Serious, Demi's pronouns are he, him now, and he is going to play shitty country music. Shut up. Demi Lovato is not going down the country road. If you're a country radio station... And you ever play Demi Lovato? God damn it. I hope somebody fucking cooks fish in the break room microwave. She drives a rainbow car. 
There she is with Paris Hilton going shopping because I guess Paris Hilton doesn't have other friends. And she's wearing a tablecloth. What has happened? to This girl has lost her ever-loving fucking mind. Where's there? I don't understand, like, honestly. The 29-year-old quote-unquote singer shared the electric, latest electric yellow vibrating wand on Twitter. I wanted to create my own sex toy to take the stigma away from pleasure. Can, can, look, look, seriously, seriously. Uh, can somebody tell me what the stigma is when, when, when it comes to pleasure? Is, is there truly a stigma out there? The Sorry Not Sorry hitmaker showed off a black manicure while holding up the bright yellow device. The discreet and portable device is marketed as the first of its kind. It's not the first dildo of its kind. There's plenty of small dildos like that out there. There's nothing more empowering than taking your pleasure into your own hands. So you're pro-masturbation? Who isn't pro-masturbation? You ever wonder why your arms were made a certain length, guys? Uh, that's why. The doe, a female cisgender term. Demi should be marketing dillies. What the fuck? She uses them, they pronouns, certainly in an exploratory mood with the recent, uh, just, come on, come on. They take people like Lemmy away from us. Lemmy has to die, but Demi Lovato is still on earth. Come on. I would rather have Gary Coleman still on earth than Demi Lovato. Translation, I wish Demi Lovato would die. I said it there. But we get Gary Coleman back. It's an equal trade. I've been taking my own pleasure into my own hands since I was 13. This isn't new. This proves that the more stupid you are, the richer you get. Fucking ridiculous. Bring Gary back. Yes. Let Gary Coleman put out a set of dildos. What you talking about? Call it the, what you coming about, Willis? For fuck's sake. The hell is wrong with our world? All right, this will be the last story of the day because I'm just, oh, actually, no, no, I, I've got this story and one more because I have to do this story here. Um. There's a new attraction for all you assholes out there that like to, I don't know, scare the shit out of yourselves. This is one of those big city attractions. Like if you've ever been to, if you come to Dallas, you go up into the big gigantic revolving ball in downtown Reunion Tower. You do that. Shitty restaurant in there. Very overpriced restaurant, by the way. If you go to Chicago, you go to the Willis Tower, which used to be the Sears Tower, which I still call the Sears Tower, but I don't want to be corrected. And you go to the top floor, and you stand on the, the all-glass enclosure, and you look down, and you see like 2,000 feet below you, you're going to die. 
which I've done. And by the way, let me just be honest with you. Hated every second of it, but I had to do it. Now, this is happening in New York City. New York City! That's exactly what I just said. Um, they have a new attraction called City Climb. It's at 30 Hudson Yard, one of the city's tallest buildings. It gives thrill seekers a unique perspective on New York that no observation deck could hope to match. No walls, no glass windows, no railings, just skylines. Okay, it'll cost you $185. Look, I'm planning a trip to New York. Uh, uh, I, I, we're actually planning a trip to New York City next year. New York City! That's just what I said. I'm mainly going for the food. I want to go to Peter Luger's. I would like to go to a Yankees game. Fuck the Mets. If we can plan it out correctly, it's only a four-hour train ride. I can go to Boston, go to the Red Sox game, so I can get Yankee Stadium and Fenway under my belt. Maybe if we rent a car, we go to Cooperstown, and I can get the Baseball Hall of Fame done with. This is something I will not be doing. Um, you climb in groups of eight. They take you through a series of safety protocols, including a breathalyzer. Then they outfit you in bright blue uh, fall, full body suits meant to ensure that nothing can fall off their person to the street below. Climbers are equipped with specially designed safety harnesses that let them ascend at an outdoor staircase from the first lookout known as the cliff to the top platform called the Apex, located 1,271 feet above 10th Avenue. Note to bratty kid, avoid 10th Avenue at all costs because we don't want to be hit by flying idiots. There they can lean out over the edge, look down at the Empire State Building. City Klein will operate rain, rain, snow, or shine. No, uh-uh, I ain't going, no, first of all, I ain't doing it. Secondly, if it's raining or snowing, I sure as fuck ain't doing it. But it will close if the temperature drops below 23. Setting off on your climb, oh, God, oh, jeez, no, uh-uh, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. This is disgusting. People are walking on this, no, this is dumb. Look, I'm going to say something awful right now. I am looking forward to this thing closing down after the first death. Hey, you know where else they take big, big safety protocols? Yeah, at that skydiving place out in Davis. Do I need to say anything more? No, I don't. The name of this adventure is Fuck This. That's about the damn dumbest thing I've ever seen. I know I say it a lot, but God damn it. It just seems like we're getting dumber as a species. Hey, how about this attraction here in Florida? We'll even give you a breathalyzer. What we'll do is we'll hold an alligator's mouth open with some rope. And you stick your head in its mouth and you take pictures with it. Now, I'm sure they already have that available in Florida. 
minus even the safety protocol of the rope. Come on. Fuck that. I saw that story yesterday, and I was like, you are out of your goddamn mind. The one in Galt is worse. They bounce about one. Pro- uh, that's the one I meant, the one in Galt. Thank you, Straight Fire. I did the one in Davis. The one in Davis was fine. I, sh- I, shouldn't, I should take that back about what I said about Davis. I meant the one in Galt. Skydiving at the one in Galt is like taking an Amtrak ride. If you get upset because you bounce off the ground, well, it's like taking Amtrak. If you get upset because it derails, well, it's Amtrak. All right, all right. Last story here, and th- th- this is a sa- this is a sad story. But if the video is here, it, it might be pretty damn good. But still sad. Is the video here? I'm, oh, they don't have the video here. Damn it, Dale. Two California parents are suing a fertility clinic. My ex brother in law hit the dirt there. Oh my God! Wow. Uh, they're suing a fertility clinic, the doctor in a third-party embryotic lab, after learning the mother had given birth to someone else's baby. And the other woman had hers. The embryos were swapped in an IVF clinic mix-up, but parents Daphne, uh, Daphna, what kind of name is that, Daphna? Just be Daphne. And Alexander Cardinal did not confirm the mistake until they already raised the baby for months. <laughs> they know, I don't mean to laugh, but it is kind of... They noticed the child looked nothing like them, and after about seven weeks, they took an at-home DNA test and learned their beloved daughter was someone else's. Then it came out that the other couple had given birth to their daughter a week earlier. Now, now everything's going to be okay because... The parents who had the older baby were able to trade for the younger baby and a baby to be named later. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just couldn't wait to get that joke out. They actually swapped babies. It was a nightmarish ordeal that deprived both families of essential bonding time. Does this dad get eight more weeks off now? Jesus. What the fuck is wrong with going to the Bronx Zoo, catching a Broadway musical, or going to the Met? I mean, who the fuck wants to go to the most exciting city in the Western Hemisphere and risk turning into Steve? Exactly. My hometown is Galt. We always wondered if they'd find a body in the yard. The lawsuit will be sponsored by Reese's. You got your chocolate and my peanut butter, and your peanut butter and my chocolate. <laughs> Like I said, I don't mean to laugh at this because I can imagine that everybody who uses the IVF probably is terrified of this happening. Well, it just happened. And once again, once again, 
I imagine that they have all sorts of protocols in place to make sure shit like this doesn't happen. Just like the city view thing. Oh, all sorts of fucking things that are in place. Oh, we have protocols to follow. Yeah, and then somebody falls off a building and then ruins my trip to New York. Please let it happen that week. Please, please let it happen. Please let it happen and I'm across the street from it. Oh, man. Oh. I'm just going to tell you this right now. Let let me just tell you all this. Somebody falls off a building in in New York that's part of this, falls 1,300 feet to the ground, I'm across the street from it. I promise you I am going to run over there and get a selfie with it. I I don't care. I can be construed as the worst person on the face of the earth, but I want to prove that I was there. Oh, yeah, and then and then that will become my Christmas card. You got it. I'll trade you babies in a bucket of baseballs. Okay, maybe that, and I'll give you a third-round pick unless it's Jacksonville. <laughs> oh, I know I'm going to hell today. Oh, you're not supposed to laugh at that stuff. See, this is the place you come. Let, let me tell you. Mr. S, I'm, I'm glad you got to be a part of this this show and th- the ending of this show because this is what this show is all about. You're told not to laugh at certain things in public, in, in society, and sometimes that's the way we have to deal with it. That's the way I have to deal with stories like this. I think that's an awful story that this mix-up happened. I, I couldn't imagine that happening to somebody that was close to me. But I would use humor to get around it because I know it hurts so much. And this show still allows that to happen. People want to call it mean. They want to call it all kinds of shit. Well, I'm here to tell you this is a safe space. The Arnie State Show is a safe space for mean people. Okay? We like to have fun on this show. As long as the, 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 the fun is warranted, and it fits, then it's okay. But once again, I started today's show off like this about a page that was on Facebook that was set up to be a super fans page, and now it's been paused and renamed to nobody, which is an, a, a direct assault at me because I didn't care for it. This is, th- this is the part that I hate. You don't have to like everything that this show does. I don't expect everyone to walk away going, man, every part of that show is fantastic. No, that's stupid. I'm not cocky that way. I know someone who is, and that's why I don't work with that person anymore. I know there are going to be times where I hit nothing but fucking ground balls to the pitcher and you throw me out at first. Then every once in a while, I'll hit a fucking home run and you'll laugh your ass off. That's my job. But you see, I I still keep swinging. But I started this show, and I thought I had support there, and all I said was, wow. And then, sorry to disappoint you with my purchase. I never asked for the comment to be taken down. I never fucking leapt into him for it. And what he accused my wife of turning me into a trans, why bring her into it? She had nothing to do with this jumpsuit. This jumpsuit was all me. Don't bring her in. Don't, don't, don't make her a part of this. She had nothing to do with it. Why are you fucking trying to hammer her? J. 
She didn't say anything. And that's why I do this show. A lot of people, like that person there was, oh, really? You can't be mean on this show? Yeah, this, this is a place for me. Yeah, it is. As long as it's warranted. If I decided just to go off on something and be mean about something, I could because, well, it's my show. But if I want to just randomly put somebody down and take the mean stick to them, see, that's not funny. It's just not funny. You have to have some talent to do it. And there are a lot of people on this show that, that ask family members that put out fucking amazing shit on this I, I, I highly recommend that if you do listen to this show, you listen live. Because what the Ash family adds to this show is so gold. It is so funny. And I love everything that you guys contribute. I do. Sometimes you guys, look, sometimes you hit ground balls to the pitcher too. I'll still read it. And I'll let you know, hey, it wasn't that good. Or I won't say anything. But that's okay. Because this is a safe space for mean people. We can all have mean funniness here. We can joke about people falling off a building because at the time, nobody will be joking about it. We joked about people getting the wrong baby. How many times have you joked about that in your past? All the time. Yes. Yes, I did. I got married. Good old bratty kid. She's the jackass person that that writes a lot of stuff on the show. But, yeah. Angry Arnie is funny, though. Oh, I love Angry Arnie. Don't get me wrong. Angry Arnie is fucking great when he comes out. Thank you for the congrats. There's more congrats for her. I mean, she got me. By the way, I'm going to WrestleMania both days, too. Just let everybody know again. No no kids. No, 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 no kids. Jesus, no. You don't want that. I, I talk about my kids just as if I were to have them so I could backhand them and beat them because I think that would be awesome. No, see, that's just a joke right there. See, people would hear that and go, oh, my God, he wants to beat children. Well, I do have a side business that I have. (laughs) We'll talk about that tomorrow. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here today. We will be back tomorrow, which is Veterans Day. Don't forget it. Today's Marine Corps' birthday. Happy birthday to all the Marines that are out there. Thank you so much for your service. Please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic day. And adios, everybody. I told her I wouldn't miss her at all As she walked to the door I couldn't care less if she didn't care anymore. And with tears in my eyes, I lied. I was glad we At the famous last words of a fool
is outside waiting to arrest him.